Where's Tina? Has she gone out or? No, she's downstairs. downstairs. Oh, sure. Yeah, she's watching a film. Uh, I presume. Uh, or maybe not. Maybe she's invited some big black man over for Valentine's <laughs> evening. <laughs> I don't know. But who knows? That could be what's happening with Kay at the moment. Well, that, could be, that could be it. <laughs> Hello and thank you for listening to episode 220 of 60 Minutes With. This is the entertainment show for December 2019 and January 2020, sponsored, as always, by Below the Belt Grooming. I'm Dave, and so once again I'm joined by the man who still has the freshest balls in podcasting. It's Chris. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. I was going to say I'm not the, I'm, I'm spreading my fresh balls around, but that sounds really bad, doesn't it? Um <laughs> Uh, well, you know, and again, we, we talk about it all the time, don't we? But I think there's lots of people that are buying below-the-belt products, aren't they, and getting yeah, into it. Definitely, so. yeah. I'm glad to, that, you know, we're spreading the word about it. I'm very glad as well, mate, that you've been using their products for quite a while now. I am. And you're you're going to need it because if memory serves me right, I think, it, is it next month you're running your first half marathon? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, and a bit of chafing. I don't, I don't want that. It's not pleasant. So <laughs> I'll be putting a bit of cream on before I go, go nice, out and nice. running along. So, yeah, quite looking forward to that in some way. Uh, well, it's a bit daunting, I guess, but um, it should be OK. It should be yeah. OK. Yeah, you're definitely yeah. testing out, you know, if your balls do get too sweaty or not. <laughs> but speaking of balls, I... Um, it all comes back to balls, doesn't it? Uh, and this is important. So, you know, I suppose this there's a, a funny side to this, but there's also a, a you know, a, a serious side to it as well. Anyway, I've, um, uh, it, it, my sort of right testicle area, um, quite specific it, around there, my groin, hmm. has been sort of like a dull ache, like um, last week and a, a little bit before, um, it's sort of like, it felt a bit and and before then it's it's felt a little bit sensitive hmm. but anyway it's sort of like started so it's it's always been say like always it's been in the back of my mind you know and uh uh i'll ask Kay to have a little feel and uh just <laughs> <laughs> any excuse yeah just to say you know is are they still are they okay i mean and i feel and I feel I feel a little bit squeamish sometimes. Like I feel, you know, when you feel your your, your nuts in not a nice way, yeah. not 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 just having a scratch or you know whatever, just jiggling them about. <laughs> but you know, when you actually kind of like feel for think something that you think yeah, might if, be there. Yeah, if you've got to check yourself out, yeah. I it makes me feel I get I get sweaty when I sort of like just you know when I think about it and I do it and I know I'm being irrational but I'm just thinking oh god and it's stuff you know what I mean it, it's not a pleasant kind of exp- experience you know you have to do it everybody does it oh, say, oh, unless you're not a man I guess um, <laughs> but you know so it's kind of like you know doing that I couldn't feel anything but it was bothering me and it was like this dull ache and it was just there and I'd wake up I got it wasn't pain like it was keeping me awake or anything but i'd be like waking up in the morning and and thinking oh is it gone is it gone no it's not gone and i'd be going to bed sort of praying thinking come on please go please go and then it wouldn't and i'd be like oh fuck's sake anyway i kind of i, I told Kay about it and you know said um 
what do you think? And she said, well, go to the doctors if it's bothering you. And, and me being me, when it comes to things like that, I mean, I've had a couple of moles. And again, I'd just I'd look at them and I'd be thinking, oh, are they, are they all right? Are mm-hmm. they changing? Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'd sort of like put it off and put it off. And then I'd pluck up the courage and I'd go, you know, because it's ridiculous because you think I don't want to go to the doctors just in case they tell me it's something bad. But if, if, that's totally <laughs> counterproductive, isn't it? Because you want them to make know to reassure you and if it is something bad to then help sort it out but being a being a idiot kind of hypochondriac it kind of like i will avoid going to the doctors you know so anyway so i was thinking oh I'll, i'll put it off for a week and then if it goes that's fine but if it's still there i'll go back and she said look just go so i booked an appointment for the doctors like the next day um i don't your, your doctors you have to book weeks in advance don't you so oh it, god yeah if the only way you can get in like the next day is to phone up on that morning for an emergency appointment otherwise you're talking like two three weeks minimum right okay mm-hmm. so as it's it's a bun fight like if you want an appointment with a doctor you have to phone bang on eight o'clock and then usually within five minutes they're all gone you're thinking well how the fuck are all these gone do you know what i mean because <laughs> and then the phone's engaged constantly so you you know you panic and you, you man you got into the uh, the doctors and um so anyway, I explained the situation. I said, oh, I've been doing a bit more running. And again, you'd think, oh, the logical part of my brain would think, well, you'd been doing a bit more running. That's probably why you got a bit of ache. But it wasn't in my groin as such. It felt like it was in my right bollock. So I was panicking. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. And um, so I told him. And um, I think this this poor doctor is kind of like trying to get out of, of feeling my nuts because he was like he was asking me loads of questions <laughs> he did my temperature he did my, my blood pressure and he said are you, are you feeling hot are you, are they, do they feel hot you know and i was like well until you've asked me no <laughs> and then you know this there's that and i was like no no it's all it's okay um i've been doing running and he said oh well it's probably a bit of groin strain anyway let's get you on the on the the bed and have a look at you it's like oh god here we go so and i've had it done once before this is the thing i've had it done once before probably about 20 years ago don't know why the doctor did it because i didn't ask him to i didn't go in for it for that did you, did you go in for a headache or something i can't remember <laughs> i didn't go in for that he, he just he says all right let's check you out i was like fucking hell i just uh, like the look of you so anyway um and then you know and that's kind of i, was, I think i was standing up when he did it as well so and I'd, I can still remember him doing it. So it was like, that's kind of, in some ways, put me off a little. Anyway, so this guy is <laughs> a really nice Asian doctor. He says, this is the thing, see, right? So it's a bit weird because she sort of like, he pulls the curtain across and he says, right, just pull your trousers and your uh, underwear down to your, like your thigh. And I was thinking, you're going to look at them anyway. Why have you pulled the fucking curtain across? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Anyway. So um, I did that, lay on the bed, and maybe, again... Maybe it's because they think if you want to just, you know, give yourself a bit of a pull first, you look a bit more <laughs> impressive. Uh, yeah, yeah. well, my kind of thing with that is uh, if, if I need a bit of... If I need a pee, not like a full-on piss, like, but if I... Because it kind of inflates it a little bit, it just makes it look a bit... <laughs> and it just, anyway, um, but uh, so I'm lying there now, and I've got, like... There's nowhere my knob can go. It's there. <laughs> it's like, I can't. So what do I do? Do I put my hand over it? Do I, you know, kind of cover it? Do I just let it 
hang it, <laughs> flap out. I don't, yeah, so anyway, my knob's hanging out, and my, you know, because he's not, well, I say he's not interested in my knob. He's looking when he looks at my bollocks. So anyway, he starts feeling my groin area. He says, I'm check, checking your lymph nodes. I'm doing this. And then he says, Right, I'm just going to check the testicles. And I go, Oh, God. And I'm there, and I'm like, I'm rigid, not like, you know. <laughs> stiff but i am i'm and i said look i'm really sorry i'm really nervous about this which uh, and he says it's fine it's fine don't worry so anyways and then he's feeling it and he's going does that hurt and i'm thinking does it i don't know anyway so he checked them and he says uh i know the, the words you want to hear no it's perfectly normal examinations like oh, fuck's sake thank fuck for that so anyway um Long, I say, long story short, it was a long fucking story. Basically, is don't be an idiot like me if you've got any worries or concerns. Because I feel, I mean, I've been it, and as soon as I came out of there, I, and I was joking with chaos, says, "Oh, I've got a second chance at life." <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with me in the first place. But you know, you just feel so much better having it checked out and having looked at, and having, so you know, and it kind of going back to the ball thing and the ball cream. Just get it checked out. It's hmm. Just get it sorted, because um, it'll. No, chances are, there's nothing there, and you'll feel better anyway. And and I, and I did, and it has gone now, and it's. Yeah, I think it was just um, a few aches and pains and stuff like that. Again, instead of thinking logically, oh, you're doing a bit extra running, maybe you've pulled something. Oh God, I've got testicular cancer. You know, <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> Have you told Kay that she still has to check your balls every day, though? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, nice. Well, I, no, I actually told her. I said, well, the doctor recommended that you stroke them to make them... <laughs> With just... your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you stroke them uh, to make them, you know, to, to heal them. Um, <laughs> to heal them. <laughs> to heal the fake illness that was never there, you know. So, um, so yeah, so there you are. Anyway, but say... Whilst you're putting on your below-the-belt bollock cream, then if you've got any concerns, get your bollocks checked out. Good so advice, mate. Good advice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we are, once again, thanks to the good people at Below the Belt Grooming, we've got another of their awesome products to give away. Ooh. Mm. That's amazing. A listener-only giveaway, of course. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, at some point during this episode, uh, I'll just say what you have to do. And it'll be very easy, so keep listening. And you could win uh, a below-the-belt grooming product. What was it last time? Was it something sweaty bollocks or something like that? I can't. Or what did mm, I, I can't forget myself now? Was there a phrase or something? Or yeah, I think the I think the email had to have the word sweaty bollocks in it at some point. That was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it'll be quite similar this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why change the winning formula? <laughs> oh God. Oh. Anyway, mate, we've we've had a couple of months to watch stuff. Yeah, um, and I, when I was going through my list of things, because I've joined that letterboxed thing. Me that, too. Me too. Yeah. That you and Tom have been talking about on the decade of decadence. Mm. So I thought, oh, I'll have a look at this, and uh, I didn't start to review the films. It, like I just started to keep a little log and. It's useful for doing this because usually I just kind of write down the, the stuff, but then I'll end up forgetting it. And it's pretty yeah. it doesn't do TV shows as well, but, you know, hey-ho, you kind of yeah. it all. Because um, obviously we watch a fair bit of TV as well. Um, so, it, yeah, it's good for that. And But now the last few films I've watched are not long reviews, maybe a couple of sentences, if mm. that, just to sort of like sum up what I thought of the film. I quite like doing that, actually. It's quite – you have to be quite creative and think about, you know, instead of writing a – like a 400 uh, word review you, uh, you you kind of 
sum it up in a couple of sentences, don't you? Really, quite. So it's good. It's good for doing that. I haven't got the pro version like you guys have, because um, I don't watch as many films as you two do. Because <laughs> like you said yourself, you you watch far too many films. You, it's made you realise how many films you actually watch. Um, I mean, if, obviously, you know, fair play to you. But yeah. Um, so it's good. I'm enjoying it. It's uh, it's quite cool, and getting to see what you guys are watching. I think I follow you, Tom, and Welsh Benno. Mm, yeah. It's on it. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's it. really good. Yeah, it's like I said on the Decade of Decadence show with Tom. I thought, well, because he's talked about it before, and I've looked into it, and I thought, you know, I've been watching films since like the early seventies. Well, before then, in fact, and I've watched like thousands and thousands. There's no way I'm ever going to remember them all and put it into an app and, you know, keep it so it's these are all the films I've ever watched. But I thought, well, you know what, if if there's going to be a date to start doing it, January the 1st of a new decade is like a good date. So that's why I jumped on board and did it. And then and then I went, fuck me, I've watched 48 films in January. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, surprising when you do clock them all up, isn't it? Mm. But but no, it's cool. I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's a it's a it's a good app. I say there's a free version and a, a paid version, isn't there? So yeah, even the, even the pro version, it works out. I think it's like about a pound a month. Oh, that's not bad, is it? No, no. So you know, if you're pretty serious about your films and that, it's, it's worth it. I love the stats that you get with the pro version. It, like, mm. It's like stat heaven. It's really good. Yeah, I've I've thought about joining IMDb, but um, I just well, I've never got round to it. Just for that purpose, mm, really. Yeah. But, but no, this is a cool little app. No, oh, no, it does all you want, definitely. Mm. Uh, well, I've got TV, documentaries and movies. Uh, I've got a book, um, a movies and um, TV, yeah. Yeah? Go on then, start with the book. Let's have the book stuff. Ooh, okay. So, um, well, it's an audio book, but it's still a book, isn't it? At of the end course of the day. it is. Um, so, yeah, because I... Um, I do try and read uh, when I get chance, but it's just more convenient for me to when I'm because I'm in the car for yeah. work a fair bit. Yeah. So I tend to just put on either a podcast or uh, I've got an Audible account. Um, and the good thing, just here's a little tip for anybody, because um, I had the trial and then you pay for it. I think it's about seven quid a month if, and then you get like a credit and then you can download any book basically well anyway I, I was going to cancel it and they said you know what is there a reason why you want to cancel blah 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 and uh, so I just said look I can't afford it anymore and I said how about if we reduced it for th- to three ninety nine for three months would you hmm. stay with us and I was like yeah go on then <laughs> so do you know what I mean it's like so that's a little tip for anybody who's thinking about uh, you know you obviously can't keep doing that but um, just maybe you can get three months for basically half price which is, um, yeah. is pretty good so I do like Audible and again it's kind of like everything now, um, like some running apps, they give you achievements and things like that. Well, Audible gives you achievements as well. Bloody <laughs> when, hell. Didn't know that. When, yeah, when you listen to uh, a book, it'll clock up, you know, how many hours you've listened to over the week and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it'll say, oh, you've unlocked a trophy or an achievement. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. Um, so no, it, it is good though. So this book was recommended via Twitter. So I listen to a podcast called Football Weekly, yeah. which is part part of the Guardian, um, and they do two uh, 
podcasts a week. Well, anyway, they have different correspondents on and different people. And uh, one of them uh, is called Archie Rintut, and he does the the German stuff usually, the little reports on that. But anyway, um, he hadn't been on the show for ages, so I kind of looked on Twitter to see where he'd been and everything. And then he posted this thread basically about sort of saying that he'd been suffering from depression and um, – this is what he'd been going through and these are things that have kind of helped him. So uh, there was a book called uh, Reasons to Stay Alive, which and, and, and immediately I kind of thought, wow, that's quite an interesting title for a book. I'll, you know, have a look at that. So I've got a credit or two left, so I, I downloaded it. And, and um, so it's by an author called Matt Haig, who's written lots of different books, um, some kids' books, uh, some other books. I, I hadn't heard of him, I'll be perfectly honest with you, until uh, I saw this thread on Twitter. So anyway, um, I downloaded it, and it's about three hours, 40-odd minutes, and it's him um, reading the book. And I can imagine the actual book version itself would be very easy to read. There's about 70-odd chapters, but they're all really short and really snappy. And the thing about it, so this guy, he suffered... Um, a mental breakdown in his 20s from depression um panic attacks all sorts you name it just you know went through the ring it kind of describes how he was in ibiza with his girlfriend and uh he one day woke up and he just wanted to kill himself and you know uh wanted to walk off a, a cliff and uh, that was it you know and something stopped him from doing that and then it's kind of about going from that point in his in his life to talking a bit about his childhood and then talking about how he then worked his way through it and he's not completely over depression but it kind of it's written from the point of view of his past self talking to his future self okay. uh, yeah. and that's quite interesting as in as much as again like so he's written it from his future self telling him how amazing things will be for him and then his past self just can't believe it and having sort of been in not to, to that point i don't think but having i think we all do to a certain degree but sort of felt uh that you know you're in a situation and it, it, it's you're not you know it's difficult to get out of it and it's hmm. hard to escape the feelings that you're feeling uh everything feels bleak and you feel down and you know you, you don't know how you're going to escape the fit, you know, uh, where you are. Um, and, and uh, you know, there have been times in my life when I'm quite open about this. And I, do, I think we use the ABC of gaming really to talk about yeah, yeah. mental health and about how we're all feeling and everything. I quite like that, you know. Um, and in the past, you know, when I uh, was married before and uh, that ended and I, I lost a lot of weight and felt down and just – yeah there were times in my life where i thought what's the point in carrying on and and done you know and it just so for me it's always interesting to to read or hear about what other people have been in sort of like their own situations how they work through it and i'm quite interested in sort of like how the mind works and you know positivity and you know and trying to stay as positive as possible and you know we so we've talked about this before so this was really interesting for me and i think that the thing about it is it's funny it's not just very sort of down and um you know <laughs> lack of a better word depressing it's very <laughs> it's, it's very uplifting you know and i think ultimately the way the, the the way the title where it comes from is the um and you know, it, it, it'll do things like lists, like so. Here are forty things that make me happy. You know, for yeah. this particular author, or you know, here are 
hear a list of things that make me unhappy and and it's very sort of simple in the way it's written but it's also very engaging as well and very easy to get onto so um it you know it, 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 I, I like to under, try and understand uh, uh, more about this kind of subject you know and so say that this the the title although maybe a bit odd is that it kind of it ultimately is about how you know how however crap things may well be there are amazing things in this world and amazing things and it won't always feel like this and it won't always be like this you know things will get better if mm-hmm. you you want them to and uh if you have to go through that pain to get to the point where you start to appreciate um sometimes the simple things in life and i think that's the thing and, and he, he, a lot that we've talked about social media and, and things like that in the past as well and about how the, you know the kind of how humans are bombarded with so much stuff and everything has to be done yesterday and it's almost like it that's kind of helps to contribute to people's anxiety and you know, so there's there's lots of stuff in there it's a, it's a really really good book i listened to it um in a few days and i just was kind of hooked to it it's uh it's cracking i mean i can i say i listened to the audio book um but the book itself and it could be a good read you know I'm sure you can get through it. It's it's a good one. It is good. So um, yeah, I, I totally recommend that. Um, and it, yeah, say although it, it's quite it's heartbreaking in places, but at the same time, it's very funny. It's very honest, and uh, you know, very uplifting. I found it. So so there you go. That's one of my recommendations. No, that's good because that ties in a a little bit to one of the documentaries I'm going to talk about later. Mm. Yeah, yes, that's yeah, that's uh, made it even more interesting, mate. Mm. Mm. Awesome, and and a rare book recommendation from us too. <laughs> yeah, I've got another one, but I won't necessarily go into too much detail about that. That's called it's called the Chimp Paradox. Oh, I've read uh, that. Yeah, I've read that. Oh, have you? Yeah, mm. again, the audiobook version, and um, it just again, just about how the mind works. But it's it's written in the form of instead of talking about the mind and the brain um, by then official name shall we say simplifies it so this part of your brain is a chimp hmm. and you know your chimp could be an arsehole uh <laughs> you know and whereas and then you've got the human element of the brain then you've got the computer and then you know you've got gremlins in the computer and you've got you want to set autopilots for the the computer so that instead of get distracting by negative things it can go hmm. off and do something it's i enjoyed it i thought it was good i really uh, enjoyed it mate and it really connected with me uh, I especially like the bit about, like you said, how the brain's broken into different um, parts and how when any information comes into your brain, you the first reaction you have is your emotional reaction to something. Yeah. And it's not necessarily the correct or logical reaction. And it's it's learning how to... Um, so manage, pros- your yeah, manage, yeah. manage your chimp. Yeah, manage yeah. your chimp. Um, because your chimp can get out of control. And you're going... Because you, you're thinking... Do, do I want to think this? Do I want to be stressing about this? No, of course I don't. But it's the chimp part of your brain that's doing that. So it's learning how to take control of that and recognising that. No, I really did enjoy that book, mate. I thought it was really yeah. good. So, yeah, that was, a, that was a good one as well. I enjoyed that. But, uh, so, yeah, I thought I'd recommend that. I, I mean, I've got on my um, Audible, I've got Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, 
autobiography to listen to. Um, it's like all, all 21 hours of it. Oh thinking, my God. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Um, and I've got Pet, Pet Cemetery and a Lee Child book. That's the, um, oh God, what's the, the Tom Cruise movies. He did a couple of them. Fuck. Jack Reacher. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Um, kind of, I mean, and yeah. So but yeah, it's good. I enjoy, um, mm. I, um, enjoy that. So there you are. Good. Uh, should we go into TV? Ooh, go on. Well, I've got two TV. I'll give you the first one. Uh, it's on Netflix. And it's, you know, the TV show, um, it's called The or the Toys That Made Us. And it's yes. an American TV show. And it's all. Yeah. Now, that was good. But, of course, because it's American, uh, it's focused on American toys. And there were a lot of toys when I was, like, oh, a bit too old, really, to enjoy what they talked about. Still a good series, though. Mm. Well, they've. There's now a show called The Movies That Made Us. And the four films in the first series are all ones which I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to watch each episode of these. Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Ghostbusters and Die Hard. I mean, come on. Those four films. And it's about an hour show. And they talk to the filmmakers, people that were uh, behind the scenes, people who wrote the story, uh, actors, everybody to do with it. And it's every single one of them was not only really interesting, it was so informative that all four episodes, me and Tina were sat watching them and we both were going, well, I never knew that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Movies that dear to your heart, you've watched like so many times Mm. and you think you're pretty well informed about them. And then there's stuff coming out and you're going, well, fuck me. That's like, that's so, so interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Really, really well put together, mate. Oh, it is, it, yeah, it's the classic entertaining and informative. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, you mentioned this uh, on a decade of decadence, did, yeah. And and then it thought, oh, that sounds really good. Um, I must because we watched Home Alone over Christmas, and I must admit, I never used to like Home Alone, but it's probably it's one of Kay's favourite movies. So we always watch it at Christmas, and I've I've grown to you know a lot, and it's you know, um, but I've never actually watched Dirty Dancing, believe it or not. Oh, good film. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those films I've. I've seen bits of it and I know enough of it to sort of feel like I've seen it. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, that, that'd be cool. And they, I mean, apart from home alone, they're all kind of eighties, um, movies, aren't they? Exactly. The second series is going to be about is, or, um, have they not announced that yet? I haven't seen anything. If they have announced it, um, yet let me know because I haven't seen anything. Ooh, Mm -hmm. I would definitely check that one out. Yeah. Cause, Mm. um, if it's, if it's made in the same vein as the toys that, sort of made us or whatever then that'd be awesome because again i agree with you that they were a lot of um americans kind of centric toy but then you know star wars he-man and whatever yeah there's a lot of stuff that crossed over here wasn't there yeah they're still kind of interesting really yeah yeah. Yeah. quite funny as well you know yeah yeah these are put together with a good slice of humor as well so it's well worth watching and they're one of those you know because it's under an hour it sips by you can put it on and watch it yeah um I wouldn't say it's one you could put on in the background, though. You do need to pay attention oh, because yeah. they do say and show so much good shit that, you know, you don't want to miss anything of it. Fantastic. Mm. Go on, then, mate. Over to you for some TV, Ooh. then. So over... Uh, it was just after Christmas, I think. I think it was on, it was on BBC One. We didn't watch it. We watched it on the iPlayer. But the um, latest version of Dracula. Oh, um, yeah. Did you watch this at all? I, I tapped out halfway through the first episode did you i did i started playing with my phone Uh, it didn't it didn't click tina watched them all yeah what did she think she she enjoyed it 
Mm. Yeah, she enjoyed it. Was there was I don't know what it was. I couldn't put my finger on exactly what it was, but it was one of those that just didn't click with me at all. No. Um, so the writing team behind it are uh, Mark Gatiss and Stephen Moffat, who uh, did the most recent versions of Sherlock as well, hmm. which I really enjoyed. And um, so I think it's one of those with Dracula. You know, you kind of it's it's Dracula, isn't it? You know, it's kind of like, well, where can you go with it? So. Yeah. Um, and it's been done so much over the past few years with TV and movies and everything else. So, but because it's uh, Mark Gatiss and Stephen Moffat, I kind of I'm interested to see where they take it because I thought Sherlock was really good. Um, so, again, it's th- it was three episodes and they're an hour and a half each. So they're basically a movie into each one, aren't they? Really. So, mm. um, and it kind of it's the, the I suppose the, the classic tale from Bram Stoker, but then with the twist on it as well. Um, and I have to say, I really enjoyed uh, the first two episodes. The third episode was okay, but it felt a little bit rushed um, to sort of get to the end. But the guy who plays Dracula, I thought was fantastic. Um, never seen him in anything. Kind, kind of, he, he, it's a fine balancing act that he was he was playing in it to whether or not it was kind of going into cheat uh, at scene chewing uh, territory do you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. almost like a bit too much comedy but i think he did it really well because there were times where some of the effects in it were really good there was some a lot of good practical effects um i wouldn't say it was gory but it, there was something quite unsettling about it there were scenes in it that kind of reminded me a little bit of the thing um which in as much as like the practical kind of just you know uh, gruesome effects in in some of the scenes um, were really good. There's one scene where he transforms from a wolf into a into Dracula, and it it, it felt like you know it, it wasn't there was no CG or at least it, if there was CG it was the, the good CG where you don't notice mm-hmm. it. Um, so yeah, it just it was it was really good. I enjoyed it, and um, like I said, aside from the third episode. Um, it just puts a fresh twist on things. You know, it's got the characters in it that, you know, you've heard of before. Uh, Jonathan Harker, Mina, you know, and uh, obviously Dracula and Van Helsing and whatever. Mm. But it just, it had a slightly different twist on it, which was good. And it was funny as well. There were, there were, so the, the dialogue was very um, sharp and snappy in places, you know, um, and, and well-written. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, just felt, yeah, like I said, I kind of it was a shame that the last episode sort of just seemed to let let it down slightly. Yeah. But overall, really good. Yeah, yeah. cool. And and the guy, like I said, who played it was really, I, I found him really engaging and charismatic. Yeah. Um, and uh, like to see him in. He's, I think he's uh, Danish. Um, so I like to see him in some some other stuff as well. Mm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I've heard it. I think everything I read online was mostly, well, mostly by a long way, like positive about it. it seemed to be a hell of a lot more people enjoyed it than didn't like it. Yeah, hmm? yeah. I think it's. Well, I, I don't. Know if it's, I think it's going to be on Netflix, so uh, people are going to get to watch it. But um, yeah. it's one of those. I think sometimes when you see stuff and. It, I don't know. I don't watch watch a lot of te- terrestrial TV, so it kind of that's almost like a, a bit of a barrier for me in the first yeah. place. You know, so, whereas if it was on Netflix, I'd probably think, oh, I'll give that a go. So, And I think that's just the way that 
my TV habits have changed over. You know, yeah, you used to watch everything on TV, didn't you? And now there's so much choice where you watch stuff. Um, you know, you, you just think, oh, it's on BBC One. Hmm. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. So where it, <laughs> I know you, I, I shouldn't think that because there's loads of things that are on BBC One that are good. I, 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 I'm not peaky. Talk about people talk about Peaky Blinders. I've not actually watched it yet, but people always talk about that being really good. Um, so, and then there's other things as well. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, you know now from my letterbox that if I get any screen time, I, I watch a film. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. So I hardly watch any sort of television. It's uh, yeah. It's mostly a film or bung on. Mm. Uh, which maybe might be one of the reasons why I tapped out because it was like oh TV series, even though it was, wasn't many episodes. Yeah, um, but but even so, it was an hour and a half. So I guess yeah. you could either watch, well, if you could watch three eighties movies in that time, well, exactly. You? Yeah, or this... you know, a two. <laughs> yeah, and that, two that's, other that's a really good point, mate. Because there is that is my way of thinking. I would much rather if I'm watching like TV series, and it's like. Oh, I could I could have watched like how many films during this series? Yeah. So yeah. Can can I point out as well that while you were talking, mate, I should point this out. I'm not sure what my microphone will be picking up this evening, but I've got Bodie on the bed next to me. Um, he farted. Who's 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 the podcast mascot? He's the last app. So just for anybody that doesn't know, um, you can see him on our Instagram account. No, he's not farted. Partway through you talking, mate, he decided to give his cock a damn good licking. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure how much the mic picked up. I don't want people to think it was me. Not me licking his cock, or maybe me licking my own. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not sat here, like, licking anything. It's uh, it's the little dog on the bed next to me. Just just in case anything else happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now people are... <laughs> It could be quite um, quite interesting if you were licking your own cock. Well, That'd be good. if I could do that, mate. I'd, I'd be well I'd be late recording. <laughs> <laughs> He'd never leave the house. No. Um, and uh, talking about Bodie, he's got his own fucking little section in the Meet the Team. He piece, has. He? He's on our website, Meet the Team. So if you do want to see him, go to the Meet the Team page. Uh, <laughs> and there's a picture and his his own little bio that, it, of course, he wrote himself with his own little paws. Because mm. he's, he's very clever. <laughs> That's awesome. Not, not as he's a spoiled little shit or anything. <laughs> no, just the fact that he's on the bed next to me with a bottle of champagne and two female dogs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, aside from all the other things that we do that are unique, um, what other podcast or website or whatever has a dog with its own bio on yeah. it? And, and features heavily on their Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! Brilliant. Uh, right, TV. I've got what I want to start doing as well from this episode, mm. mate. With each section, like TV, documentary, movies, whatever, uh, I'm going to pick from each section from the ones that I've got on my list my main recommendation. So, obviously, I've only got one more TV thing to talk about. So, this is my main TV recommendation for this episode. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's a three-part documentary series, and it's called. Don't fuck with cats hunting an internet killer. Ooh, okay. Mm. Now, of course, the title got me. You see something called Don't Fuck With Cats, and you go, what the hell is that about? So we put it on, and uh, it's about this woman who inadvertently comes across this online footage of a guy killing two little kittens. 
Okay. And he he kills them by, he gets one of those vacuum sealed bags and he puts them into the vacuum sealed bags, hooks a a vacuum cleaner to it, sucks all the air out and lets them uh, suffocate. Jesus. Now, you don't see this, obviously. What you do see, and this is the warning, uh, you do see the little kittens and he's stroking them and they're on the bed and you see the big vacuum bag and you see him start to put them in the bag. It was at this point that Tina said, turn it off. I'm not watching this because, you know, you don't want to see anything, you know, any cruelty to animals, do you? You do also see the two kittens when they're dead afterwards. You don't see the event happening. So that's the warning. Anybody that's ultra sensitive about that kind of stuff, Mm. there's your warning. However, having said that, it's one of those documentaries, and we always reference... um, abducted in plain sight yes yeah yeah which if nobody's seen it that's an amazing documentary because of the twists and turns that takes and you think you've got it worked out and something happens and you're going what the fuck's going on this is one of those this woman sees this footage and she gets obviously you know very offended by it and she starts a facebook group and they want to find out you know who's this twat that's killed these two kittens this guy, his um, killings escalate. He gets more kittens, and and so they're, they're after him. Then all the twists begin, and they find out more about the person that is killing these kittens, and it takes some very, very dark turns. But this Facebook group are, like, so tenacious that they just don't give up. And you see the... They take it to the, you know, the police to whatever law enforcement, wherever, who don't really do much at all. It's this it's this Facebook group that do it. And thank God that they do, because what they expose at the end of these three one-hour episodes is... Yeah, it's quite shocking. Mm. <laughs> but it's 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 one of those, mate, where you're going, oh, it, episode one finishes and you want to put episode two on straight away. And it usually ends on like a cliffhanger and you're thinking, what the hell? I didn't see that coming. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. But just be aware of there's a couple of scenes where you don't actually see anything being killed. You'll see the before and the aftermath. So just be aware of that. Wow. Mm. I'd seen the title um, advertised on Netflix. and I didn't know anything about it. And uh, I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't thought it was a comedy or something. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you'd have put that on. Here you go, Kay. I've got a really good comedy for us to watch. Yeah. And then it like cuts to two kittens being shoved into a vacuum bag. Oh, it's like... God. But uh, wow, that sounds intriguing to say it's the very least. Good. It is very yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. It is one of those that, again, the less you know about it going in, the more you're going to get out of it when you watch it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yes, wow. that, that's my TV recommendation. Very good. Hmm. You got any uh, more TV, have you, mate? No, no, I've got no more TV now. That was the mm-hmm. only... Uh, oh, um, Friday Night Dinner. We talked about that. I mean, you recommended it to me mm-hmm. uh, ages ago. We finally finished Series 5. And, um, yeah, I love that. I ho- I hope that they do more. It was just... It was great. Yeah, it was just a brilliant show. Every episode had laugh-out-loud moments. Funny, yeah. So funny. And um, silly. Very silly. Yeah, <laughs> it's just brilliant, you know. Um, but there's also occasionally moments where you you kind of um you get quite emotionally invested with it as well mm. which sounds a bit wanky but you know what i mean you with something that happens to one of the characters you actually usually um jim 
Um, yeah. It, it's so bizarre, but then something ha- will happen and, and you'll kind of, you know, you'll be taken aback for, for a little bit with what's just gone on. So, yeah, yeah it was very cool. We started watching Big Mouth as well, based oh, on good. your recommendation. Nice. <laughs> that was, that's very rude, very funny. Um, but, yeah, that's awesome. I'm really enjoying that as well. So, yeah. With, with you mentioning about being um, emotionally engaged in stuff as well, I will quickly say... The fourth and final series of The Good Place is on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, and we've watched them all. Uh, it it all ends with a one-hour episode, uh, which, without giving anything away, obviously, uh, we were very happy with the end, and it rounds it all off beautifully, we thought. And, it, yeah, it, it runs you through all the emotions, and it's been a great series from start to finish. And yeah. even throwing in, you know, little life lessons here and there and making some social commentary and this, that and the other. Uh, and yeah, the the writers of it, we thought did a brilliant job in it. A very, very good end to a series, which, you know, you don't really want to end, but it has to, and it ended well. That's good. I, um, yeah, because I liked, uh, well, we we were watching that again. I think, I don't know if that was your recommendation. Usually, mm. usually is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we watched those and we, we've got the last series to watch. And again, you kind of like rooting for the characters mm. and then something happens. And you're like, oh no! Um, so it'd be interesting to see how. Oh this yeah, finishes. you'll yeah. honestly, mate. You will laugh and you will cry. Yeah, and Ted yeah. Danson's brilliant. Oh in that. god, yeah. I mean, they they're all great, but you know, Ted Danson's particularly good because yeah. I obviously as you used to watch him when I, I was a kid in, uh, in Cheers. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's just good to see him in something fantastic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, brilliant. Uh, right, I got some documentaries. Oh, <gasps> I know. Can you believe the last episode we did? I had no documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was going on there? Jeez. Um, two, I'm just going to mention them really, really quickly. In the last episode, I talked about the film uh, Ford versus Ferrari, which was called Le Mans 66 over here. Oh, yeah. If you enjoyed that film, like I did, there's two documentaries on Netflix which are essential viewing. Uh, one's called The 24-Hour War, which gives you more of a backstory all about the history of uh, Le Mans. And the other one's called Shelby American, which is focuses on Carol Shelby and, mm. and follows his life, obviously, well before that famous race uh, and well afterwards as well. And I was like, again, well, I never knew that. Well, I never knew that. Both of them, if you've had any interest in that movie, these are two essential documentaries. Mm. And both on Netflix. Uh, another one on Netflix is called Minimalism. Now, the title, I've got to admit, put me off a bit. I remember you talked about, what TV show was it with with the um, with the Asian woman that was talking about, like, tidying everything up and... and... Uh, oh, um, fuck. I'm going to find out. Something, yeah, it was... To the Google. Getting um... rid of shit with so-and-so, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that's what they should. Maria yeah. Kondo, that was her that's name. It. Yeah. What was it called? Getting rid uh, of shit with Maria Kondo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really fucking need that with Maria yeah. Kondo? Stop being a hoarding wanker with Maria Kondo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just called tid- tidying up with Maria Kondo. Oh, yeah. Didn't sound anywhere near as interesting as our versions. So I thought. From the title, Minimalism, and I read the synopsis for it, and I thought, "Mm, go on, I'll give it a go. Now, it does begin with clearing stuff out. You know, do you really need that? Do you, you know, is that essential? You know, do you get happiness from it and this, that and the other? But the way that it continued 
was one of those it was very inspirational for want of a better word of um not just about getting rid of stuff but the way that you look at life Mm. and valuing what's important to you and what you enjoy doing um and i found after watching it, i thought it makes you feel better you know what i mean it's one of those where you think it's sort of why am i worrying about that when i've got this and i've got that and you know I i found it like really I don't know, a calm came across me after watching it, as wanky as that sounds. Mm, no, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And I thought, yeah, it's one of those, If, especially maybe if you're a bit stressed out or whatever, put that on and then just sort of reassess life after you've mm. watched it. Mm. Yeah. How, uh, how long are these episodes? Uh, no, it's a, it's, it's a full documentary. It's, oh, it's for, uh, just, uh, sorry, it's, I thought it was uh, like a... No, it's only... Um, parts. No, 80 minutes. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, like going back to um, reasons to live. That again, that's kind of how I felt a little bit after that. And that talks about sort of like you know, having lots of shit in your life doesn't necessarily always make you happy, and yeah. sort of goes into things like that as well. So yeah, oh, very cool. Mm. I like that. Yeah, uh, a little bit different is a documentary on Amazon Prime called Hair I Go Again. Right. Okay. <laughs> a bit of a play on words, obviously. And it's is it about a, White Snake? It's well, it's about a rock band. Oh, it's okay. about this high school rock band in America from in the eighties who played like two gigs together. Um, you know, and they jammed in the parents' garage and all this kind of shit. And then life happened, and they all went the different ways. And you know, they split up across all of America. And we know how big America is. So it's like about thirty odd years later. And two of the guys get together and go, let's reform the band for a one-off gig. Which is like, oh, this sounds interesting. And it is. And this isn't this isn't too much of a spoiler. It doesn't go as planned. And when okay. when you when I watched it and it was like, oh, they're not all gonna get back together for this gig, I thought it's gonna take a nosedive. But it didn't. It picked up because of the events that happen, people that get involved. And what eventually happens with the band that they form, and even individually, the guys, what happens within their life, is really interesting. Plus, it's got rock music in it, so win-win. Mm. Mm. Yeah, for me, definitely. Oh, sounds good. Um, you've watched Anvil, haven't you? I'm just thinking about sort of different rock documentaries. That's a, that's a great documentary. Yeah, yeah, that They're was back really at the good. Tivoli soon as well. Yeah, that's the reason I mentioned that is because mm. uh, well, you've been rubbing shoulders with the stars, haven't well, you? Well, you know, as you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, you uh, did the. I'll well, say compare. What would you call it? The... Well, it was host slash compare slash interviewer slash on stage dealing twat. with he- ha- heckling wankers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pissed, pissed up, pissed up, pr- pissed up pricks. people in the audience. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's the reason why I mentioned that because I, I saw that. Um, uh, Anvil are going to the Tivoli as well, so mm. that'd be good. Uh, yeah, it was a really good documentary as well, so I'll have to check that one out. Mm. Yeah, it is good. Anybody with any interest in sort of um, rock music, especially, and 80s rock music, uh, that you're going to get even more out of it. Mm. It adds that extra layer again. Uh, I've got, I'm just looking at my little list. I've got two more documentaries. Oh, mm. be pleased to know. Well, it's no surprise to know. I've got no documentaries. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll fly through these then. Uh, there's one called earbuds 
the podcasting documentary. Like, okay. Yeah, a documentary all about podcasting. Uh, so, of course, I had to watch it. And it was really good. It was yeah. really good. It's, it's a great example of the podcasting community, you know, as a podcaster, how people connect. And we know that, you know, the connections that we've made with different podcasters worldwide through doing this. And it's also really good about how listeners get involved with the show, how listeners make connections with each other through listening to a podcast. Uh, and the guys that make it, they go worldwide and they talk to different people. There's some really, like, heartwarming stories. There's um, there's one woman and... Oh, God, wait, wait, I forget the name of the place where she was, where there's the tsunami. Uh, and it was the podcasting community that really kept her sane when you know the shit was hitting the fan yeah uh and it, it's it's a very very good documentary because i've seen some that are just fucking bollocks shit really cheap and put together um but again you know people are listening to this obviously have got some interest in podcasts so earbuds the podcasting documentary i'd yeah put that on your list to watch it's mm. a good insight into uh, it just draw the curtain a little bit into the world of podcasting and podcast listeners. And that's on uh, Amazon, is it? Uh, I think that's one of those that's available <laughs> if you want right. to watch it. Because I... <laughs> I haven't written I haven't written Amazon or Netflix or anything down. So, uh, okay. yeah, so it's, it's, it's somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, we've experienced that ourselves, haven't we? Like, people who interact with us and who, you know, like the show. I hate to say fans of the show, because that no, yeah. sounds really pretentious. It does. But you know, you know what I mean? Just listen to the show and enjoy mm. it. And I think that's... To me, I suppose hit home more so than uh, than anything over the past seven seven and a bit years since I've been doing podcasts. Um, more recently, you know, obviously we're setting up the coffee thing that you did, and you know the uh, amazing response that you got oh, from God, people. Yeah. It's just kind of my, you know, oh, blows yeah. you away, doesn't it? Really, it does. Yeah, because I put I, you know, I said at the end of the decade, a decadent show, and um, I'll say it on this one because I know not everybody listens to every show that we do. But, you know, you have, we're always real, you know, when we talk on podcasts, you know, there is, we do try to make them as lighthearted as we can, but there is a little bit of an act where you don't want to be too fucking depressing about stuff. You want to entertain and inform people, don't you? Mm. Um, so obviously people listen, they think everything's fine. Um, and like you said with the ABC shows, they're really good where you get even more of a deeper insight in, in, you know, into you guys and everything. But it's been like, it's fucking the last 18 months has been so shit at this end and <laughs> really like horrible. And it got to the stage where I did have to like, I need some help to keep the podcast and the website online. And the response that we got um, was absolutely incredible. We set up this um, Kofi page, links on the website. Um, and it covered, I think it took less than two weeks and the costs for the hosting costs for the website and the podcast for the year were covered thanks to the generosity and some lovely kind words from people um and like i said on the decade a decadent show all the team here you know yourself mate the the support was amazing so it's it's like really hits home like wow this is like it's really sort of um, humbling you know yeah that that's exactly the word i was just going to say and that's you know it is and things like that it just kind of hits home to you that you know we, I mean, we do this uh, for, because we enjoy doing it mm. um but we've all got things going on families work um lives 
you know, stuff, shit, sickness, mm. <laughs> health, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you just kind of keep on, don't you? Yeah. So, and a lot of it, you keep, you know, you keep off the show, so people don't know, obviously, but it, you know, it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's cool. I've not heard of a documentary about podcasting, I must admit. But it's one of those things that I didn't really know much about podcasts until I actually started to do one. Um, and then now they're just massive, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Everybody's got one. It seems like even more celebrities are, are doing them now, aren't they? There seems to be the in thing. Oh, we've got a successful TV show. Let's do a podcast about it as well. Yeah. Yeah. The bastards. taking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my final documentary is my documentary recommendation. Uh, it's called Honeyland. Uh, it's made last year, uh, 90 minutes. This, for me, is one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. And you wow. know how many documentaries I watch. Yeah. It is. It's It's pure documentary filmmaking. There's no narration. There's no talking heads to camera. It's one of those, let's take a camera and follow somebody's life. Now, I think there was something like 400 hours were filmed in the making of this. Jesus. Which was then edited down to 90 minutes. It follows the life of this woman, and she's in her mid-50s, uh, in Macedonia. Absolutely in the arse end of nowhere. Mm. She lives in... <sighs> I think calling it a hut would be calling it a hut makes it sound far more uh, pleasant and livable than it is. It's there's nothing in there, mate. You know, you think wow, people live like this. She lives in it just her and her mother, who's I think like in her mid eighties. Yeah, uh, her mother's got this horrific eye injury, and it's just like oh, horrible, um, which is thankfully covered up quite a bit. But the woman in it, the main woman in it she's um she has bees which is why it's called honeyland and the bees make the honey and she takes the honey um and she travels to the nearest town and she sells it and that's how they make the money and then so you're following her doing this and it's all connecting with nature and how different people live and like i say there's no no narration no nothing um the only the only dialogue you hear is when the woman's talking to her mother and that of course is in a different language there's subtitles for anybody that's put off by subtitles there you go uh and then this i think that it's a turkish family if i remember rightly pulling uh close to her with a with a caravan and like about four or five kids and then things start to get a little bit nasty really <laughs> because they don't give a fuck about anything anything around that especially the woman and a mother uh, and what they do is terrible. Never, ever, in all the time that I've watched documentaries, films, whatever, have I shouted out at the television, you fucking cunts, so many times. <laughs> oh, we were both livid at some of the stuff that happens. Because it starts and you're like, wow, this is absolutely amazing, and then... Again, I don't, I, the less you know going into it, the more you're going to get once again. So I don't want to give any spoilers away. But things turn pear-shaped, uh, to say the very least. Uh, and then things happen again. And it is, again, mate, have tissues ready. You'll fucking cry your eyes out watching this. 
you really will. But there's moments of, you know, joy and happiness and wonder at the world and all this kind of stuff. It, mm. It's it's brilliant. It's really, really good. But if you go in expecting, you know, talking heads, like I said, and all this kind of stuff, you're not going to get it. You're just watching somebody's life in the arse end of nowhere mm. and how it is completely turned upside down. Mm. And it, it is amazing. Yeah. I'm mm. just looking at IMDb now. It looks, it does look very cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That, I'm sure that will be watched by the next time that we... Uh, mm. Oh, I hope so, mate. Yeah, it's, it, that is one not to be missed as far mm. as I'm concerned, yeah. Uh, shall we go into films then? Yeah, go for it. Uh, sh- shall I jump in? Yeah, yeah, go on. Uh, right, where shall I start with this? Um, so, um, Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Have you seen oh, that? I haven't seen... Um, that's the new not, one. No, not the new one. The, the, the original. La- yeah, the, the, with the rock. Oh, well, yeah, the, the one with the rock in it. Yeah, because yeah, the original so, one's Robin Williams, obviously. Robin Williams, so. yeah, yeah. So, I know we've talked before, haven't we, that, um, about remaking some yeah. films and whatever, but this is kind of a reboot rather than a remake yeah. as such. I really enjoyed it. So, basically, you know, the, the, the rock. Um, so, it starts off with four teenage kids, and they. Um, it's, it's mainly centred around video games, which I think is part of the reason why I wanted to talk about it, because hmm. I've... You know, they always say, no, there's never a, a good uh, movie made based on a video game. You know, it's very rare that that tends to happen. Yeah. Um, but this just feels like the, the makers of the movie have totally got video games. Like, they totally <laughs> understand how video games work. And it's it's absolutely fantastic. It's really funny. And um, the action in it's cool. We're watching it um, with Lucy. And we've watched it loads now. Like, since she's watched it, we just keep watching it over and over again. But, um, so yeah, these four kids, instead of getting sucked into a board game, which is um, what the original movie was about, this one is like they get sucked into a video game. But the way, again, that they do it, it kind of feels like... Um, Fortnite or you know these other battle royale games where they mm. get dropped into uh, the the world and then they have lives and uh, how how the NPCs the non playable characters work and how they their dialogue is very sort of stilted it's very cool it's like you know I was watching it thinking wow I've been playing video games for nearly forty years and you just think you know the the makers of this clearly get how video games work. <laughs> So, you know, props to and and The Rock is just one of those. I think we've said it before that uh, I think he's the, he's the highest paid actor in yeah, I uh, think Hollywood, he is. Yeah. Like that. You know, he's just um I think I was talking to my friends at work about it and you know, you just think, well, when he started off in the WWF or WWE, whichever you want to call it, um you could tell then how his charisma grew and he's just got that presence and then um I remember watching when he was still wrestling, but then he was kind of going into some TV. And to his credit, he hasn't just kind of thought, like, oh, well, I'm going to go into movies. He learned, you know, about acting. He learned about, you know, Mm -hmm. he did some small parts in TV, how the whole process works and everything. And so, you know, he's... He's worked at it, and I think that's the thing. And I read uh, read his book years ago. It was written by a ghostwriter, so it's not necessarily him as such writing it, but still kind of gave you some insight how he was a, an American football player, and then he got an injury, and then he went into wrestling. His dad was a wrestler. His dad just passed away. Um, and and so how he's worked at 
everything you know nothing has been dropped in his lap he's had to work hard for for his success and i think that's what i appreciate about it i think people like arnold schwarzenegger as well and people like that oh he he can't act and all this stuff but you know he's worked hard oh god yeah you know what i mean he worked hard uh and to, to achieve the success that he did and i think people miss that sometimes you know um so but yeah i thought it's great and it's it's. I mean, The Rock's good in it in itself, and he's got not just the action down, but I think the good thing about him is he's got the comedy as well, you know. And uh, but Kevin Hart's in it. We'll talk about later on. Um, Jack Black, Karen Gillan. It's it's just a, it's a good cast. You know what I mean? And it just works. So um, I think the second film hasn't had as glowing reviews as the first mm. one. But if you think about it, like. Um, the Force Awakens came out. Or was it, no, it was The Last Jedi, sorry. The Last Jedi came out when this came out in the cinemas in 2017. And so it was thinking, oh, God, it's coming up against Star Wars film. And then it just became this runaway success. And it like <laughs> it earned millions and millions. Um, I'm, I have to say, I've got a massive amount of love for the for the original Jumanji. I mean, it's, it's a good film, and we've watched it a few times. Yeah. But this is cracking, really good, um, entertaining movie. So... Um, yeah, uh, that that you know, it's a really good recommendation. I think it's on Netflix at the moment as well. So oh, nice. um, yeah, check that one out. Yeah. Um, another kids film because we watch lots of kids films at the moment. But uh, Bumblebee, have you watched that? Oh yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it, um, not a massive Transformers fan. I, I watched the first film, quite liked it. And when I say first film, not the animated one, the the first Michael Bay one. Um, then it just went fucking nuts. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, you know, just over the top, long, loud. Yeah. I watched the second one at the cinema and it gave me a headache. And Edited and, way too quick. You can't, you've got no idea what's going on. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I'll talk about some Michael Bay stuff in a bit, but, you know, Michael Bay, the, it, it's, he, you know, he, he can't sit still on a shot. He has to, he can't, the camera has to constantly be moving on mm. something. Um, so much so, like you said, you can't keep up with everything. Got. So with Bumblebee, I'd heard about it. It's on, it was on Sky Movies. And so we, uh, Lucy and I sat down to watch it. Because, again, with the the Transformers films, and I think Mark Kermode's got a point, uh, our uh, annual or monthly mention of Mark Kermode. Um, <laughs> it, he, he has got a point. These are kids' films. And yet, there are bits in them that, you know, you would think, is it, you know, the the, the way that the, sh- the camera link, I mean, the only time that the camera stays still is when it's looking up a woman's skirt. Exactly, mate. Or, it's always watch out for the up the skirt shot in his yeah. films. Yeah, or, you know, it's it's lingering on um, a, a woman, you know what I mean? And yeah. so that's the kind of thing where you think, oh, I don't know if I'd like lucy to watch something like this um so i know or i knew that bumblebee wasn't directed by um uh, michael bay and i'd heard good things about it so i thought i will give it a shot and we really enjoyed it and um the you know the lead character in it's um a young woman who's going through a lot of stuff in her life and um you know it's it just feels like kind of a a classic kids movie in as much as that it's it's got a bit of action it's got emotion into it as well you know it makes you feel for the characters and the, the effects in it i mean the effects in the transformers movies are you know spot on they look mm. fantastic but um it hasn't got any of that sort of that uncomfortable sense of like 
sexualization of, yeah. of and you know what I mean. And I'm I'm not don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not a massive sort of like uh, person that stands up against all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's there's a time and a place for it, and not necessarily in a kids' movie, because mm-hmm. um, that's what the Transformers films are, you know. Um, so, but with this, you get the the action, and you 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 actually care for the characters, you care for the lead character, you know. It's it's a cracking film, you know. And I think the fact that it was a period sort of like piece, in as much as it was set in the eighties, was great as well because the soundtrack was brilliant, which I loved, you know, and um, so yeah, it was great. Really good, really good film. Um, another one, very quickly, another kids movie at the cinema we watched um, called Spies in Disguise, um, animated movie with Will Smith and Tom Holland. Um, so Will Smith is like this super spy, and um, through a series of events, he goes on the run, and this um, this guy who works for the same company he creates all the gadgets and stuff but he's a bit sort of like out there uh he ends up turning him into a pigeon um (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah it's it's funny i mean uh, we've watched quite a lot of will smith lately because we've watched all three of the bad boys movies um kind of back to back um and then other things that we've watched um i actually think my wife fancies will smith um because she said something like recently so he's not bad on the eye or whatever <laughs> so, so fair <laughs> enough um so yeah we we've it, it's it's just it is a really we, we really enjoyed it it's funny um you know it's not gonna i don't think it's gonna overtake any of the sort of like the classic disney pixar movies but it, as a as a enjoyable romp that's got a bit of action mm. got a bit of comedy um got a bit of you know the usual stuff about sort of believing in yourself and uh, and all that kind of you know they tend to chuck into a lot of kids movies yeah. but yeah it was good fun yeah it was really good fun and will smith's good fun in it oh, as well yeah, i do like will smith yeah and um he because again we were talking about bad boys i might as well get into that now sorry yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, well, no, do it do um it. so you know uh bad boys we watched um the first two because i think they're on either netflix or sky movies and we either one we watched them in preparation for bad boys for life um which has just come out on at the cinema and so we watched it i hadn't seen the first movie in ages and mm-hmm. um we watched that and it, i say it was absolutely bloody ages i think that might have been michael bay's first movie i've got a feeling it was so it's weird watching it now because it feels. I mean, it was made in. I think it was released in 1995. Five, yeah, 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 mid 90s. So you got. I mean, around that time, you know, you got a lot of sort of action movies like uh, Bad Boys, uh, Face Off, The Rock. Uh, you can say kind of like my Con Air, Michael Bay, you know, which were big hits. Hmm. Um, not I say. Not all of them were Michael Bay, but they all kind of feel felt like around you know, similar sort of you know actiony type brash typical nineties really until yeah, I think yeah. like the Matrix came along and then changed things a little bit. Um, you know, sort of I suppose like action eighties action movies and then you know the nineties took it to a, a slightly different level where yeah. the action heroes weren't like muscle you know muscle bound kind of like heroes like arnie and sly and then you got bruce willis who came along and changed things up a little bit so anyway um it's so the first bad boys movie i think it, it's still i mean they're all entertaining yeah in, yeah in their own way you know and and um but you can see how it's dated a little bit 
in as much as and the second one takes it up to another notch the first one is a, is a is a good action movie and you know you get to the, the, the thing about those movies is, is that it's it's the charisma and it's the charm and the character and the you know between martin lawrence and will smith i think that keeps you entertained throughout all of them because they kind of just take the piss out of each other and stuff happens and whatever um and will smith's going hell no <laughs> uh, and stuff like that you know what i mean um but it's so it's the, the funny things that, that go on between those two. The thing that I noticed watching the, the the first two, and they've toned it down a lot in the third one, is, and again, doesn't necessarily bother me, but I think I've probably just noticed it as I've gotten older, is the the the, the sexual sort of use of referring to women yeah. as bitches and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> which again doesn't necessarily bother me, but you tend to notice it because it's like, you know, and also the the, the language in terms of um gay people and homosexuals um again you you kind of there's a lot of that in it which you know then gets toned down a lot in the third film in the second film fuck me michael bay (laughs) must have been on something because his camera doesn't stop like and it's it's so frenetic to a point where like I mean that that again that film it's it's ent- they're all ent- it's entertaining yeah. but it, it's it's long and there's three massive car chases in it and <laughs> loads of shootouts and people getting killed and uh, buildings getting destroyed left right and center and um, there was one car chase in it fairly early on that Kay said I can't keep up with it it's my eyes can't keep up with what's mm. going on. He's so over the top. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. Michael Bay at his best and worst. I think because the first one, we were all like, wow, this is really f- like kind of flashy and well made. And, and, and you know, because we, we didn't know any different, you know, in terms of Michael Bay movies. And then sort of like 2000s, he was just in his pomp, wasn't he really? Hmm. Um, so with the third one, he, he didn't direct it. And it kind of, I mean, it feels like it's, it, you know, um, the people who've made it obviously get bad boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's been slated, but um, it was entertaining. The story is shite. Well, I mean, it really <laughs> is absolute shite um, t- to a point where it's ridiculous. But again, you don't watch bad boys films for the for the stories yeah, particularly, do you? Yeah. You watch them for the action. You watch yeah. them for the comedy. You know, you watch them for the funny stuff that happens between the characters. Um <sighs> It did feel a little bit like The Expendables 3 in as much as the... Uh, and I know you're going to shudder when you hear that. Oh, God, yeah. I never, it, it's almost <laughs> like they've got the old characters, but then they have to introduce younger characters as well. Mm. And they've all got their own little specialities and things that they do. And then they take the piss out of the old regime and, the, yeah. and you know, the old people. And, and there's all that kind of stuff. Um, I thought that would be it. You know, because when you look at it, Martin Lawrence, he, he, Will Smith looks still looks good for his age. Martin Lawrence, he's put a bit of timber on. Hmm. Um, I can't imagine that he'd do another one, but I think he's just been announced they're going to do another one. So, oh, wow. And it does open it up for another one, but whether Lawrence will be in it or not is another thing, which when you think, well, that's part of the reason why you watch the movies, because yeah, they're the interaction, in it. Isn't it? Yeah, it between yeah. Them. 
it's them they're back and forth and bouncing off each other um but like i said it's it's just kind of interesting for me just something i noticed more than anything else is the the sexual language the racial language hmm. uh all gets pretty much toned down in the third one and you can just see how time has changed a little bit with um where we are now in in terms of you know the things that are going on political correctness and it's it's rife in the first two like every all of that whereas in the third one it's it's not really there you know okay. what about in the action stakes Does action it stakes it's good yeah, yeah. no it's good it's good you know what i mean um not as again not as over the top as the second one but it's pretty fucking over the top let's mm. be honest um but no it's cool i okay. i enjoyed it it was uh you know but just don't go thinking it's the story's gonna blow you away yeah because we rewatched one and two ready to go and watch Bad Boys for Life at the cinema, and then we didn't get to the cinema to watch it. I think oh, we'd got the choice of um, either watching that or 1917, and we ended up watching 1917. Oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. do want to watch that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they just kind of feel like a mixture of like Lethal Weapon and Beverly Hills Cop kind of films, do you know what I mean, mm. to a certain degree. But, no, I'm sure, I mean, what, yeah, I'm sure what, I'll, I'll enjoy it. Yeah, what did you think then of the... Um, the first two then after you watching them yeah i still enjoyed them uh i've got to admit i didn't enjoy them as much as i remember enjoying them yeah I, i'm with you on that i think I it was a bit of rose tinted glasses looking back at them and then you rewatch it and it was like it's still okay you know they're mm-hmm. decent enough but not as good as i remember them being um, yeah and that whether that's like being older now or whether it's because action films now are of like taking it up like so many more notches in the ridiculousness stakes. I mean, look at the Fast and Furious, um, Hobson Shaw. I mean, that is mental. Mm. Um, so you're comparing it to what you see nowadays, but they're still good. I'm sure I'll watch them again. Um, mm. And I'm looking forward to, to watching this third instalment at some point. There's some good nods and winks as well to the uh, earlier movies, you know. So, which because we'd watched them recently, we got you know what I mean. Yeah, so. yeah, that's always good. Yeah. Anyway, I'll um, I have got um, and one more movie, but I'll let you jump in there because I've been banging on for ages. Oh, banging on on Valentine's oh. Eve. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. <laughs> uh, I've got four. I've got four movies. Um, before I get into them, though, let's slip in the below the belt grooming uh, giveaway, shall we? Why not, for the people that are listening to us? Uh, easy, of course, listener-only competition. All you've got to do, email us uh, and put the header of your email as below the belt. Just send us an email about whatever you want. doesn't matter. It can be hmm. about anything. The closing date is midnight, UK time, on February the 29th, because we've got 29 days in this February this year. It's a leap year. Um, so, yeah, you've got till midnight, February the 29th. Send us an email. Header is uh, below the belt. If you're sending us an email via the contact section on our website, you can't put a header. But if you write in the email what it's about anyway, um, I'll know what it is. Mm, and do it. And, um, yeah, you could get a free product from Below the Belt Grooming, which, yeah. um, as we know, is very good. We're not just saying that because the sponsor the sponsored the show. You know, we reached out to them because you thought their product was bloody great anyway, didn't we? Yes, definitely. Mm. And um, other people have, have received those little gift packages. Oh, yeah, and they've loved them. I, I, I kind of hate to want to say going down well, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we'd have to ask their significant others. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, get, just email us um, 
and, and you stand a good chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, four movies. Uh, two of them I'll go over pretty quick. One of them we watched on Now TV. We got a free, I think it was like a month pass for Now TV, so we, we had access to Sky Movies. Mm. Uh, Little Monsters. Have you watched that one or heard of that one? No, I haven't actually. Uh, well, you like zombie films like I do, don't you? You like a good zombie film. Yes. Uh, and this is this is all about uh, a school trip. It's like a a teacher who takes young kids, like primary school kids, uh, which I think in America, elementary school, um, you know, like for, between five and 11, those. So these are all like, you know, seven, eight year old kids. Takes a class full of them out on a day trip um with this guy who really just wants to shag the the female teacher mm. um and he's hilarious in it as well and a zombie outbreak begins okay <laughs> at sort of this kids play park and i i watched it because it's a zombie film and i'm obsessed with zombie films so i watched it and i really fucking enjoyed it it had oh, me cool. howling with laughter um lots of times uh there's some good effects in it uh it's only an hour and a half it's a 15 there's some good gore bits in it but funny gore in it you know like Shaun of the dead style funny gore yeah uh there's that in it and the whole the characters in it the two main leads in it i was like completely engaged in with them um you know oh don't get killed don't get killed and some of the periphery characters that they meet are hilarious as well. There's a kids' TV presenter um, who's I forget the name, but he's like one of these proper full-on hello children, and, and he's got his own special dance and all this, and his own catchphrase, and his the kids fucking love him. Um, but secretly, he's a right twat when he's not on the camera, <laughs> and he's like an alcoholic sex addict and all. <laughs> yeah, I always think of Mr. Tumble being like that. <laughs> so for people who don't know, Mr. Tumble's uh, Justin Fletcher. He's like a you know really big kids TV pr- pr- um, <laughs> presenter. I just think he's got to be a fucking deviant in real yeah. life. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's one of those in this, and he's got some great lines in it, and some of the things that happen. To them all is really good. It's tense in places as well. You know, they, yeah. they get it's all in, it's a little bit like um, Assault on Precinct 13 as well, because they're trapped in this one part of this big outdoor play area. They run into like, you know, the main um, gift shop and they're trapped in there. And a lot of it takes place in there. But the lead up to it and what happens when they're there is really good. It completely took me by surprise. Uh, whether that was because I was expecting nothing from it whatsoever, you know, went in with very low expectations but i came out of it going oh i'm gonna watch that again <laughs> so yeah little monsters i now i've seen so the actors and the, the screenshots and stuff of it yeah i definitely i, I recognize it but uh yeah oh i'll have to watch that one then mm. yeah i'm sure you'll love it mate i'm sure you will yeah. and um i think kale enjoy it as well it's one of those yeah. it's not you know it's not like a gory zombie film or anything there's a funny lot, there's a lot to like and it's it, love interest in it as well as you know it's got a bit of everything really it's good mm. uh one another one my expectations for this were even lower mate and i'll start by saying and this might get the hairs up on a few people um I don't like The Shining. I've never really liked The Shining movie. Mm, it's yeah. Like, uh, it's, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, it's. I've watched it, I don't know, I'd say maybe four or five times since it was released. And it's like, uh, 
yeah, every time I watch it, yeah, it's, it's all right, but it's nothing amazing. For me, I suppose I'll chime in on it, is that I've watched it when I was younger and then as I got a bit older and so I've watched it a few times and again it's one of those it's never a go-to horror no, movie for me never, never. and I'd much rather watch something from you know that era if you like if you like or something else rather than that it yeah. doesn't yeah it I mean Nicholson's very good in it um but Shelley Duvall's annoying but uh yeah. you know just wanted to, her to get her head smashed in but still um <laughs> <laughs> But but it yeah it's never for all of the praise it gets it's never really been one of my go to movies no, either. No. I, I, I don't think I'd ever say you know oh it's it is a masterpiece or no, whatever. Not at all. Not uh, at all. And I don't know it's well, I'm going to speak controversially uh, whether the, you know you can say that about Kubrick. I don't know mm. in some of his movies, you know, you just kind of think, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You do you know can, what I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean with that. So, and I mean, even Stephen King, you know, famously didn't, didn't like it. No, so because no. they did that two-part um, kind of almost like TV movie of yeah. it, which um, which I thought didn't think it was very good yeah. either. To be honest with you. So, but there you go. Are you going to no. talk about Doctor Sleep? I am. Yeah, which is why um, I'd got like zero interest in Doctor Sleep, and it's like yeah. so this follows on from the events of The Shining, and it's got the kid that was in it, um, Dan. Uh, he's played by Ewan McGregor now, and he's obviously years older, and it's what happens to him. Uh, and it's another thing that put me off. It's like, well, I'm not really keen on The Shining. Do I want to watch? You know. What happens later? It's two and a half hours as well. Mm. So put it on. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. it. It really reminded me of a 1980s horror film. It had got that vibe to it. Uh, if this had come out, say, in like 87, it, it wouldn't have surprised me, apart from, you know, the effects being different, more CG and everything. Yeah. Uh, it's very silly, uh, um, but it's, it's just, it kept me thoroughly entertained for the full two and a half hours i was into it because it had got for me at least i i did think i'm watching an 80s horror film here yeah where yeah where there's the fights going on with people with special powers and road trips and this that and the other going on and i loved it and again is it like the little monsters because i went in with like zero expectations um but i like to think that it's because it's a fucking good film and completely took me by surprise. So yeah, this is uh, this is yeah high up on my. I'm going to get this on you know for my collection physical disc. Yeah, mm. um, you're not the only one who said that. I, Wayne, um, Wayne, everyone knows Wayne. Um, for, <laughs> uh, uh, he, he, my mate, he, he saw it as well and he said he really enjoyed it. Yeah. And a lot of people have said the same. Um, who would you know? I didn't get a chance to watch it at the cinema. Uh, it's similar to you, probably because I've not got a massive love affair mm. with The Shining, so I kind of thought, oh, I don't know if I could be asked. Yeah. But now other people have said it, uh, um, I definitely want to. Yeah, I mean, it does, it. it does add an extra layer of enjoyment to it if you've watched The Shining, and of course, there's nods to The Shining, and you know, because it goes to the hotel. And there's things that happen there, and it's go. Ah, oh, yeah, okay, that's a reference to what happened there. So you do get more from it if you're familiar with The Shining, uh, but you don't need to have watched it. You can still get a lot out of it just watching it blind. Well, not, yeah. don't, don't watch it blind because you won't see a fucking <laughs> thing. But 
So, um, how's Ewan McGregor in it? Because he plays Danny, doesn't he? The he does. kid from the he's first good. film. Yeah, he's yeah. really good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I enjoyed everybody in it. Um, but yeah, keep that in mind because I'd love to know, or even people listening now, if you've watched it, did you get like that 80s horror movie vibe like I did? Because it was, yeah. it's the first film I've seen in I don't know how long where I've got that vibe from watching a film where it's like, this, this is like 80s, you know? Yeah. Because um, Rebecca Ferguson's in it as well. I quite like her. Mm. 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 Oh, you will do in this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, you will. Awesome. Mm. Uh, I've got two more. I'll do one more and then I'll hand it back over to you, mate. Go on, man. Um, I've got. I like films where it's it's the man sticking two fingers right up the arse of big corporations. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, literally. I, yeah, it's well actually fisting, fisting them. Don't forget the two fingers. Fist the fucking greedy corporation twats. Uh, and this this is another one, always good as well, based on a true story. Uh, it's called Dark Waters from 2019. Um, it's got Mark Ruffalo as the, as the lead in it, and he's a defence att- attorney, and he takes on this case, this environmental lawsuit against this chemical company um, who are polluting the the water from around there. And mm. it begins, like a lot of stories do, very humble beginnings farmer that's been out on the land for a long time and his livestock are, are like dying and then he's ill and sores start appearing and then he'd look into it and then the local townsfolk things happening with them and unusual medical conditions and of course the big water corporation there's nah, nothing um well it's not the water corpor- corporation sorry it gets into the water it's it's people and this this like shocked us when we're watching it because it's a true story about the making of Teflon that goes on uh, pans and you know the nonstick stuff yeah. that goes on pans and everything, uh, and so the byproduct of that and what Teflon can do, uh, and the stuff that gets into people's bloodstreams is fucking frightening, mm. and again it's one of those where you go yeah fucking give it to them the bastards because they deserve it but ultimately you know what it is when it's people versus um power and money guess who normally comes out on top yeah and it's like oh and it's like oh my god but it's such a good story made even better by being like a true story and um yeah if you do like that sort of stuff like i said i do get onto it of course mark ruffalo is brilliant in it as well you know it's really well acted uh you will get worked up watching it and shouting at the screen uh but yeah very very good i'd never heard of it before dark waters and um yeah riveted mate and i'm just mm. looking now i've got it on imdb it's uh 7.6 from mm. like eleven and a half thousand people and you know so it's it seems a lot of people do like it do it what um what was that documentary that you watched that had something similar uh oh god who did fahrenheit 911 what was his name oh my god and my mind has gone blank uh, while people shout at us as they're listening to us yeah michael, michael moore well michael. done there was well that done. um documentary that something that's something similar in it as well about yeah like, it, yeah the, uh, i think that was in detroit somewhere was it about the water, water being the water polluted supply. and yeah yeah yeah, I mean that sounds a bit. Um, I haven't watched it for years, but um, Erin Brockovich, remember that? Oh one God, as well? yeah, yeah, good film. That that was based on um, true story as well, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, but th- th- this is good, mate. This is very good, and we'll 
we'll get you a bit worked up. <laughs> Go on then, I'll hand it over to you. Um, so this was a rewatch of a, a, a movie from 1990. I hadn't seen it for ages, and then somebody at work mentioned it, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll give that a we'll rewatch. Um, Internal Affairs with um, oh god, I haven't seen that for ages. Richard Gere and. Yeah. Andy Garcia, um, both cops. One's like a beat cop, Richard Gere, and um, uh, Andy Garcia's just joined Internal Affairs. And it's about um, Richard Gere's like a, a, a bent copper, and he, he, you know he's got his finger in a lot of pies and a lot of women. Um, and uh, you know he's sort of like it's about how uh, Andy Garcia starts to investigate him um, and it's one of the, it's a it's a really good film i suppose cut to the chase uh that you know having watched it after all these years and but the thing about it is it's not necessarily like a police procedural although they're in the police and although garcia's be- becomes obsessed with him and investigating him it kind of again maybe watching it as a different in a as, you know in a different age uh in terms of my my own age noticing different things about it how sort of Quite how sexual it is and it's about how almost like they kind of want to get over on each other um get one over on each other and how they get into each other's heads um and how uh richard gear sort of like uses his manipulation tactics to get into andy garcia's head to pretend that he's having an affair with his wife mm-hmm. and then how andy garcia um uses his manipulation tactics to try and get over on finding out what's going on with Richard Gere's ex-wives and everything else and to, to get them on board. And it's, again, looking at the title of it now, although, again, Internal Affairs is obviously the department that Andy Garcia is working in, it does feel like a, the affairs part of it is the sort of like it's quite a, a sexual movie, um, which again I never really noticed on the shag, <laughs> the shagging in it and stuff like that. But just I suppose how they use that as power to get over on one and one another, which I found quite interesting. I mean Garcia and Richard Gere are brilliant in it. They're you know it's it really sort of standout performances from them. Um, again. Yeah, yeah, I suppose you could argue the women in it don't necessarily come off as being um, anything other than somebody to shag or, um, you know, somebody to smack around. That's the kind of, apart from um, Andy Garcia's partner, who's like quite a strong character, but then she's a lesbian. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) you know, is there anything in that? Um, And again, there's sort of like a scene in it where Garcia suspects that his wife has shagged Richard Gere um and she go he goes to confront her about it and ends up hitting her and then they meet up back at their apartment after he's got pissed and whatever and like then they're having another argument then end up having sex and again like he's threatening to kill her and everything it's like bloody hell um so it's it's sort of it's of a certain time but it's also and there's some daft action in it but it's it's a really good thriller that although it's kind of about the police and about investigation, it's about a bit more than that when you look into it. But I just thought I'd mention it because I just hadn't watched it for absolutely ages, but it's it's a good film. Mike Figgis directed it. Um, I reviewed one of his movies, actually, which I'd never seen before. 
um, for the uh, the Stormy Monday. We, I re- reviewed it for our website some time ago. I think that was his first film, and then he went on to direct uh-huh. Internal Affairs after that. Um, very stylistic, you know, very sort of, uh, um, you know, stylized and, but yeah. But there you are. Just thought I'd mention it because yeah. I haven't seen it for absolutely ages. I haven't seen it in a long time. No. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I might have to rewatch that then. Yeah. Uh, my last one then is is my movie recommendation for Ooh. this episode. I like that you're doing that. I'm going to have to start doing that myself, I think. Yeah, yeah. Pick pick the best one out of each. Pinch uh, your idea. Yeah. Do, why not, mate? You can pinch any part of me. <laughs> it, is, it is a a German film. Uh, so, of course. Porno? It, Poor, it's it's scats. <laughs> no, it's German, so it's like Beast, water, water sports pissing everywhere. Yeah. Well, actually, there is quite a bit of sex in this. As well. <laughs> there is. Uh, so it, it's German. It's subtitled. I have to say that because I know there's some weird people out there that won't watch subtitled movies. Uh, it's five minutes short of two hours. Uh, before I say the title or anything else, I will say. Please, if if this sounds like something you want to watch, do not read anything about it on the internet. Don't go to IMDb, don't go anywhere and think, oh, I want to know a bit more. Just take my recommendation and watch it without knowing anything apart from what I'm going to say, is the first thing. Uh, It's called The Golden Glove. Uh, It was made last year, and it's about a serial killer who goes to this really seedy bar called the golden glove and he picks up women and now the women there are not like you know your typical 20 summer short skirts high heels these are like mid to late 50s alcoholic chain smoking rough around the edges well rough fucking everywhere not just around the edges mm. um and he, he gets them pissed up and he invites them back to his apartment um and he there's a lot of killing and a lot of raping going on in it. Okay. Uh, a lot of people I know have been put off by the beginning where he takes the first woman home and you, you don't know what's going to happen. And um, he fucks her when she's dead and chops her up and Ooh, nice. all this kind of stuff goes on. The, it's quite graphic in both the violence and the sex in it. Uh, absolutely incredible lead performance um, by an actor called Jonas Dassler. Hope I've pronounced his name right. He plays a character called Fritz Honka, who's the Honka. serial killer. Uh, and he's got, he looks weird. He's like all boss eyed and goofy teethed and like weird bent big nose on him. And he, he looks, he looks like a fucking, well, he looks like a rapey serial killer, which is why <laughs> if you saw him in a bar, you go, I bet he's a fucking rapey serial killer. And you'd be right. Uh, but in in real life, you, you, we when it finished, we thought, yeah, who's the actor that plays him? And he's like this really young, handsome actor. You know, obviously there's prosthetics have been used to change his appearance, but he's unrecognisable in it. Uh, and it's one of those. I don't like to use the word quirky. It's not quirky. It's it's touches on being a little bit surreal in places. The stuff he does, you think, oh, he can't do any worse than that, and then he does worse than that he really do, he mistreats the women terribly so if you're sensitive to that as well maybe give this one a pass um i can see a lot of people being really fucking offended by it you know what i mean so it's mm. 
again i'm giving out warnings here you know don't watch it and come crying to me going that was fucking awful i'm offended um it's yeah it's violent it, there's a lot of sex in it. it it doesn't it doesn't beat around any bush well he beats around the women's bushes <laughs> with fucking an axe among other things <laughs> and uh, it's we we both loved it um we were like glued to another one that glued to the screen going what the fuck is going to happen next you know so many so many films you watch it and you're 15 minutes in and you know how it's going to end you know all the beats that are going to happen in between this we'd got no idea no idea whatsoever what's going to happen uh, and it builds up to a really good a really good end to it and then it finishes and then i'm going to say something now which i'm going to I'm going to edit out and I'm going to put it, I'm going to put this next bit after the end theme music, right? Because this mm. is a big thing. So you've got the choice if you want to know this last bit. Uh, it doesn't give, it gives one thing away. It, something happens in it and me and Tina, you know the cartoon thing where you, your jaws hit the floor? You see yeah. it, don't you? And the tongues yeah. loll out and there's a boing, boing, boing. We looked at each other and it's almost as if that happens. We were like, fucking hell. And I'm going to say that one thing, but I'm going to edit it out. So it'll be, if you want to know, listen after the theme music. If you don't want to know when the theme music starts, stop the podcast. So I'll say it now. It comes to the end. It's a fucking true story. Everything that happened, happened. They show pictures of this of the serial killer and the guy's done up to look like he is because he looks like the guy did. There was a real rapey serial killer that looked like a rapey serial killer. He did all of this shit that you see. So going back, you think it's bad enough watching it, thinking it's a piece of fiction. Yeah. You And then you go, oh, my God, everything he did really happened. And it flashes up photographs of everything. It flashes up photographs of the golden glove bar that they've recreated perfectly. Flashes up pictures of the women that he killed. And you go, yep, yeah, they look like that. So it adds that extra slice of, oh, my fucking God, to it. Um, so now I'll come back after the edit. And, yeah, so that's it. I've just said. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It, isn't that's it worth well? stick, sticking around for. Definitely. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah, but I thought I thought that thing especially, I just wanted to give people the choice of if they wanted to hear that or not. Because I don't want, I don't want to spoil stuff to do it. Because it's my, you know, it is my movie recommendation. This one, and we got so much from it. Um, so please, like I said at the beginning, if what I've said so far has made you think, oh, I need to chase up this, the Golden Glove. Please don't go, don't go on IMDb. Don't go in anywhere. Read nothing about it. Just watch it. Mm. Mm. That mm. I, I don't be. I won't be watching that one with Kay. Don't watch that with <laughs> Kay, mate. Please, no, no, that's a definite. Don't watch it with her. Uh, right now, shall we take a little break and come back with a double dip? That sounds good to me, mate. Definitely. Ooh. And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. You need to prove you're looking for work. Yeah, I've been looking, trust me. Three signatures by tomorrow, or you can tell it to the judge. Tell me about a time when you worked hard to solve a problem. This morning, getting up. We're going to find you someone you like. Let me be your arms and your legs. I love that. All right. Penthouse. 
you need to wait your turn. Relax, it's not a hold up. Just sign this one, please. How would I sign it? I don't know. Slowly. <sighs> what, don't your arms work? They don't. You can move your mouth. As can you. I need assistance. How much does it pay? Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. It's my bad, my bad, man. You are not qualified for this position. The buckle, buckle! Have you ever changed a catheter? No. Pinch the head, insert. Mm. I can't feel it. Oh, well, I can. You want to feed your soul? Then listen to its clean. Think, think, think about what you're trying to do to me. It's amazing, isn't it? I sound just like her. Yeah, it's uncanny. He was rich as Jay-Z? No, richer. Which car is yours? All of these to the right. Oh, my God. They're not practical. Exactly. You can have any girl you want. What about this lady with all the bow ties? Oh, we perfect for each other. You can't move your body. She can't move her face. Surprise! I specifically said nothing for my birthday. I'm sorry you got to have a surprise party in your huge mansion. Some of us got real problems. I'm fighting to see my son. And whose fault is it? Is it yours or is the world out to get you? Are you mad? You want to break this big ass bottle of wine? Yeah! What else you want to do? The bull. What? Dell made a mess. So I surrender. This is the And welcome back uh, to our famous or infamous double dip section. Uh, mm. So this is where Dave and I pick a film that we've never watched before. As mm. I've said before, um, it's hard for me, um, which is natural. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's usually when I talk to Dave. Because um, but Dave has seen a lot, as we've said already, with, with uh, his... Um, you know, kind of letterboxed um, movie watching recording. He watches a lot of films, whereas, you know, it's a bit easier for him because he'll just say, oh, let's watch this. And I've never watched it before. So um, anyway, the two movies that we chose this time to talk about, Dave's pick was a movie starring Scott Adkins uh, called Avengement. Fucking <laughs> shite title. I was going to say awesome, but it's <laughs> a crap title for a film. Um, and then my pick was The Upside, starring Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. So which one do you want to talk about first, Dave? I don't mind, mate. Up to you. You lead us through it. Should we do? We'll do mine then. We'll do The Upside. Um, so this is from 2017. And um, the little blurb on IMDb is uh, a comedic look at the relationship between a wealthy man with cro- Quad quadriplegia, fuck me, quadriplegia, and an unemployed man with a criminal record who's hired to help him. Uh, so uh, Brian Cranston is um, a character called uh, Philip Lacoste, who's got a shit ton of money. He's rich. Uh, he, he's in a wheelchair, and he can only move from the neck up, and he requires twenty-four hour care. 
And through a series of events, um, Kevin Hart's character, he's called Del Scott, he ends up looking after him. Um, he has got a criminal record. He doesn't want the job particularly, but he just needs signatures from his parole officer. So he, he goes to uh, Brian Cranston's building where he, he lives and he just goes for a janitor's job and ends up, again, through a series of different events, looking after him. So it's kind of that odd couple, how they get to know each other and um, ultimately whether or not they become friends or you know and and the different things that they go through uh, in terms of the critical response uh, to this um it's got a metacritic of 46 um, uh, which is below average mm. then on imdb it has got a 6.9 out of 10 which is based on 37,288 reviews wow. that's a big difference between those two then yeah, it's quite quite a big, uh, big difference. Uh, just a couple of the reviews then. So um, the top one, um, let's go for real views. I never heard of them. Uh, <laughs> they, they say uh, they give it 75. The film's predictability is offset by what Hart and Cranston bring to the proceedings. Um, it's fair enough. Empire. Uh, that's a magazine in the UK. Uh, it doesn't do anything different from the original, but the upside to the upside is two strong winning performances that keep you going down a well-worn path. And then one of the more scathing reviews will go with The Guardian. Um, the whole affair is misjudged and sickly sweet. <laughs> um, so did did you know that this was based on a or a, apparently it's based on a true story but is was this a, a remake of a different film then were you aware of that or yeah um tina told me that it was a remake of a french film uh, and she'd seen the french film i i haven't yet no uh, so i knew that uh, but i didn't know it was also like based on a true story as well yeah um so it also stars Nicole Kidman, which um, I had no idea. I think is it an Amazon Prime produced movie, or it had something to do with Amazon Prime, mm. I think, uh, because they mention Alexa. Yeah, oh, yeah. Said the magic word. So, oh, sorry, she's asleep. Um, <laughs> they mention her, who shall not be named, yes. <laughs> unless you want something, or if you want her to make farting noises, which is quite funny. <laughs> um because you know that's what it's for yeah um so um yeah oh yeah based on the motion picture intouchables that's yeah. um so uh directed by neil berger um who also directed um a lot of tv stuff billions uh limitless um he did divergent which i've not seen limitless the movie um the illusionist i've seen limitless i've not seen the illusionist mm. um again that was quite a flashy put together movie yeah um, yeah quite enjoyed it um so yeah what were your thoughts on it then uh well first of all i was a bit hesitant because i find kevin hart hit and miss he, I, sometimes he can be quite annoying yeah uh thankfully in this it's not too annoying i mean even though he is his character is supposed to be annoying to begin with especially because he's you know he's an out-of-work guy who's got like 
family problems and he's not bothered with a job. And the reason that they meet, isn't it, is that he's just got to, he's going around with, what, you know, what we would say from here in the UK, it's formed from the job centre, that he's got to get signed by people that it prospective employees, employers. Um, but he's not bothered about getting a job. He just wants these employers to sign it and say, well, he turned up, but, you know, it, it, it's shit. So on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then quite by accident, he gets uh, interviewed by um, Brian Cranston's character. Well, by Nicole Kidman, actually, because she's sort of his help because uh, he's stuck in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, and it's that it's it's that whole thing that's been used in a lot of films, hasn't it? You know, two completely opposite people are thrown together. How do they get on? Um, and while it, it is in certain aspects quite formulaic and you know what's going to happen uh and again there is a good smattering of schmaltz here and there which it's funny really because me and tina we finished finally at last we finished the american office uh we watched all nine series uh and the the last i don't know half a dozen more episodes of that so schmaltzy is like which I know it's a generalisation, but we do find that a lot of American stuff does seem to lay on the schmaltz more, where I think like some UK stuff, and especially some European stuff, seems to go, oh, no, fuck that, we're going to have a really dark ending to it. Mm. Um, so it got that. But having said that, there were some, there were some really touching moments in it. There's some really funny moments in it. You know, we laughed quite a lot during it. And I think, that, I think Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston in it, the... The um, the relationship on screen worked really well, and you you could see it happening. It wasn't like a big leap of faith to go. Well, that would never fucking happen, would it? Yeah, you bought into it, which I think is testament to, of course, the story, but to their acting as well. And you and you're drawn into the situations. You did. I did care about what happened to both of the characters. Did you know? Did you buy into them both, or was there any or both where you thought oh, I don't give a fuck what happens to them? No, again, similar to you. Um... So I put, I, I put my little review on um, on uh, Letterboxd, mm-hmm. and I, I, th- I gave it three and a half out of five, um, which, you know, is kind of, it was bordering on a four-star movie. I think, that for me, uh, yeah, totally agree with you. The performances were great. I like Brian Cranston anyway, cause, uh, from Breaking Bad and various other bits and pieces. People at work say I look like him, which is very weird, considering he's, he's <laughs> fucking a lot older than me. Uh, he's, and I would say he's got a, quite a craggy face. He but, has got a craggy face. You're not craggy face. No, I don't, but uh, anyway, people uh, seem to sort of think that I bear resemblance no. to Brian Cranston. We, we all know you're really Chris Pratt. We know that. That's been established. <laughs> oh, I'll take that. But anyway, so but um, it's like you said, it's quite formulaic in as much as like you know, kind of an odd couple. Um, how do they get on? The total opposites uh, of the scale. But um, you know, through circumstance and one thing and another, they kind of learn to well, not learn, but almost like they they find each other and their qualities in each other and everything else and. Um, it it does uh i wouldn't even say it treads a fine line it does go over into schmaltz mm. which is exactly again similar to what you said i totally agree it goes into oh it's overly sentimental in places yeah. um however 
it is brought back by the performances and you know the you know the believability i guess yeah, of the yeah. characters um and the fact that i gave a shit about them and i did and we did and we watched this last night Kay and i watched it together and uh because she likes kevin hart and uh so it was it was very funny in places and i think that think that's again what carries it over um it's not um it's not like a as I, I say, it wouldn't go into a list of my favourite films of, or, you know, or anything like that. But it was very, very good, mm. and I really enjoyed it. Um, and it, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was very enjoyable for me. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Um, so yeah, and I would recommend it. I definitely would. It's, uh, it's, it's a good movie. And as much as like, it just, it, it's. Uh, you know, it kind of made me feel good and it made me feel happy when yeah. I watched it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of the thing that I took away from it. And uh, it, But at the same time, I think, whereas some movies, I say like, I don't know, Goodwill Hunting, let's pick something like that, I guess, um, where, you know, that'll have me in tears. Th- this had me with a little lump in my throat mm, yeah but it didn't take me over the edge yeah where i feel like i'm i'm gonna go with this and yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna shed some tears here so i think that possibly tells you that you know what i thought about it in as much as it, it was almost on the brink of taking me over the yeah. edge but didn't quite make it but at the same time it did the other stuff really well the performances and the funny stuff was was very good so yeah just didn't quite hit that emotional spot mm. for me, uh if i'm being perfectly honest yeah but ne- nevertheless still a really uh entertaining movie oh so, yeah, yeah. It, it, i liked how the, the characters did complement each other in the way that one one a person's strength was the other person's weakness uh, you know and vice versa and because like brian cranston's character is is so serious and organized whereas like kevin hart's is just like disorganized and everything's a laugh yeah and so and so they sort of meet in them and they teach one another you know don't be that serious and you, you be a bit more organized and you'll see how your life changes which is both their lives change quite dramatically in it um from the beginning to the end um and it shows as well that even it's one of those that shines a light a bit more on well, here's a guy, Brian Cranston, he's in a wheelchair, he's only got movement from the neck upwards, but he still gets a lot of enjoyment from life. You see him, he takes that dip as well, which everybody does. We talked about it in this episode already. You know, there's, there's ups and downs in there in life, and you see mm. him, he takes a massive dip, but then he come he comes out of it again, and it's, you know, thinks this is somebody who's got, you know, can only move from the neck upwards, and although he can still get a hard on. As, as, <laughs> yeah. as we see uh, in in a really funny scene, actually, in this, yeah. when he does get hard on, and Kevin Hart's reaction—that was one bit that had me laughing out loud. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah, when he has to put a a catheter in into his into Brian Cranston's cock, and he discovers he's got a hard on, and he's, he's quite amazed. That, you know, you, you can yeah. still get a hard on. I thought I thought there was no movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it turns out his ears are his erogenous zone rub his ears oh yeah that'll that be as cool. hard as iron if you rub his ears <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah i suppose the one scene that or the, the 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 one strand of the story that didn't necessarily do much for me was the whole subplot about his uh pen pal girlfriend that yeah. he 
and and actually meeting her for the first time that yeah you know, i think to go anywhere from it it just seemed like a bit of a plot device to send him into misery almost do you know what i mean it just i, I don't know it didn't quite work for me that i think maybe mainly because it yeah. just wasn't it wasn't them two together you know and, and um similar to what i was saying about bad boys you know it, the film worked best when it was the two of them together yeah I think. it was i think that also was a bit of a heavy-handed way of putting across a message of, well, you're very often blind to what's in front of you because it was obvious that like Brian Cranston's character and Nicole Kidman's character, the chemistry between them, but there was no romantic flair to it. And it's like, yeah, oh, they're, they're, they've got to get together. And I think using this pot device of this pen pal, and again, like you said, it was one way to get him into this dip so they could bring him out again. And it was another way to go, look, this person's been in front of you all the time and you've not really seen her even though you have seen her you've not seen her in you know a romantic way and it, it was another way of saying you know to, to people look around you and you know think of what you've got and what you know necessarily you might just look through almost it was a way of doing that but i enjoyed it i enjoyed it as well it's what yeah. again and i've said this before it's one of those films that if it wasn't for this section of the show i probably would never have seen and mm. they ended up enjoying it yeah yeah same here. and the thing is uh, about brian cranston i mean i always remember him because i first watched him in malcolm in the middle um mm. oh, God, long yeah. time yeah, ago yeah, yeah. and you know he's hilarious in that and then obviously you know uh the next thing i probably the next big thing i'd seen him in was um breaking bad um so he i think he's a he's a really good an interesting actor he can do pretty much a lot of everything you know he can do the comedy aspect he can do the serious aspect of things so he's really good in this um so and considering you you know he can't really move he does quite a lot with the yeah. part yeah he does know? yeah so even he whisks around in that wheelchair as well just using yeah. his chin to control it yeah hmm. no that was good i i did enjoy it so and we did laugh a lot through yeah this. yeah yeah we did too Cool. Awesome. Uh, on to your pick then. Hold on, mate. Members only. If you want me to break one of my rules and lend you money, then you're going to have to do something for me. You follow her home, you take the bag off of her, and you bring it back here. <laughs> You come back here without that bag, you're on your own. Guilty as charged. Your sentence is extended by one year. We hereby find you guilty two years. It was worth it, mate. 20 grand. From where? I think your brother's bank already. My brother did this. Come on in. Don't be shy. So this, um, as I mentioned, 
uh, is Avengement from 2019, starring Scott Atkins, directed by Jesse V. Johnson, um, also starring Craig Fairbrass and <laughs> Thomas Turgoose. Yeah, Craig Fairbrass uh, fame from Cliffhanger mm-hmm. when he plays football with, um, what's his face? Michael Rucker. Michael Rucker's head. Uh, it's probably what he's best known for. And EastEnders, but yeah. Uh, it... <laughs> uh, so on IMDb, after years of assaults on him in prison, Kane, uh, Scott Atkins, escapes for avengement. <laughs> um on those responsible and uh yeah it's got a 6.5 um out of 7475 um reviews on imdb um there's a little bit of it on um metacritic not much but it's got a 63 um out of that's based on five reviews, so uh, we'll go with the top one. Um, director Jesse Johnson sprinkles in enough cruel twists of fate and melancholy-laced flashback to prevent Avengement from becoming just another disposable exercise in action sadism on a budget. The real credit, though, goes to Atkins, who one of these days will hopefully get called up to the Hollywood big, league, big leagues and wind up surprising a lot of people and grin whilst he's doing it. Um <laughs> Oh, we'll go with Movie Nation because this is by Roger Moore. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, He writes... If what you're... I'll just do it anyway. If what you're looking for is... Sorry, let me start again. If what you're looking for is Fists of Fury, he can provide them. And if you're looking for signs that the guy who is playing heavies in small roles in big budget pictures is growing as a performer that he and johnson what the fuck why do, why can't people fucking write is, that makes no sense at all whoever roger moore you knob yes anyway. fuck off he's not writing for our website um, no th- these are shit these who writes these fucking things film threat <laughs> the whole film plays like a hunk looking at himself in the mirror what the fuck does that tell you about the film <laughs> fucking bollocks um this one's better this is the los angeles times avengement features a good balance of colorful profane british gangster speak and intense explicitly gory punch outs um so there you go uh, you've met scott adkins haven't you yeah at uh, just up the road here yeah in wales at the wales comic con yeah in wales in wrexham i should have said at the wales comic con uh, um, he was he was Tina will tell you the same as well. He he almost seemed a bit scared of everybody. Uh, it was a shame because it, like nobody really was going to him, which we found amazing. Mm. Uh, and then when we did have a chat with him, he was I don't know he was he was friendly and everything, but he was a bit sort of milk toast. You know what I mean? It was a bit mm, not a huge personality to him. Mm. Now whether that um, was a bad day or not, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Um... So, I think he's possibly best known for his uh, the the Boyka movies, yeah. the Undisputed. Yeah. Uh, he's been in other bits and pieces, like the, that one of those reviews mentioned, like a few Hollywood movies, such as um, oh God, The Expendables Two. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not really massive parts, are they, for him? Um, you know, and I, I think I've said this before that you know he's clearly really talented. 
and he's a he's a really good martial artist and i think he's actually a pretty good actor as well um having seen him in a, you know a few different films ninja was another one that i thought he was good in yeah. um and it, and i totally agree with that review that it would be great to see him in other things i mean he would have been like the jean-claude van damme of his day do you know what i mean kind of and i saw an interview uh, on youtube that i think he said watching Bloodsport was his inspiration for wanting to be a martial artist and um you know being movies so i think that tells you pretty much what you you know you need to know about him um but i haven't seen loads of his movies but i'm aware of him he's from he's not he's from um Sutton Coalfield, which is not far oh. from Birmingham. Yeah. Um, so he's he's fairly local um, to where I am, I guess. So uh, with the the name of the the movie, I I must admit I wasn't holding out much hope. Is Let it me, a word? Is it a word? I, I don't know. It's like that that video game um, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which is what the fuck. That's is that even a word? What I, I don't know. But can I just give you a sample of the dialogue? from this you've got to do it in a fucking cockney accent because that's how they all talk in this fucking film that's it all right you can't you you fucking want this you want some come on you fucking can't you you i'll fucking have you (laughs) the dialogue of the movie um go on then what why did you pick this and what what did you think of it uh i picked it because well it's scott atkins i do enjoy a scott atkins film and and we've said for years he he deserves a big break. He deserves to be in bigger films than he is. You know he sh- he should be he should be a list. I really enjoy watching him yeah, on screen. He just needs you know. to make a lot of what you'd class I guess as director video. Yeah, he does. And movies. I was expecting that. I mean, I have seen him in some that just you know run of the mill, average, and they're fine. And for me, that this was quite a bit above run of the mill. Uh, it got a lot going to it. I mean, story-wise, it's it's there's not a great deal to it. The, the narrative jumps around in the timeline a little bit, but if you take it in a linear f- way, it starts off with Scott Atkins looking as he does, you know, handsome guy, you know. Um, then he gets put in prison, uh, has his head shaved, um, gets curb stomped on the metal. Uh, That's fucking steps, brutal. That which was... fuck me. I think it was American. It's American History X. The first time I saw yeah, a curb stomp. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when this was coming out, I thought, oh my fucking god. Uh, so he gets his teeth replaced. Um, he gets uh, a mixture of uh, boiling water and sugar thrown on him, which is what called napalmed, which like melts one side of his face. So he's not the most handsome looking guy by the time he's done his his time in prison. And oh, actually, here you go. I can talk about this now because I don't work for the fucking shithole anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah. I, would, I was, I was in prison for two and a half fucking years. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true, actually. I was. Um, I, I, I taught in a prison. For two and a half years. It was actually the second biggest prison in Europe. So there you, are. you can figure out which one it is. And I saw quite a lot of fights and shit going on. Uh, but it, instead of napalming, which is like boiling water and sugar, the big thing was potting, where they'd get whatever container and they'd fill it full of puke, piss, shit, whatever, uh, and then chuck it on people. That was the big thing in there. Ew. Yeah, yeah, and fights. Uh, never saw anybody get curb stomped, though. No. That was <laughs> thankful. Thankfully, yeah. Thank fuck. 
Uh, but there's amazing fight scenes in the prison. Uh, in fact, there's amazing fight scenes all the way through it. He, he gets out of prison. He goes to this pub. There's a lot of the film is set in this, you know, Cockney fucking boozer in it, uh, where oof, I was quite shocked to see a London pint of beer with a head on it, which I don't think I've ever seen in my entire life. It's normally flat as a fucking pancake. So that was, I don't know, a bit of artistic licence there. Although probably getting people in London emailing us saying, yes, we can have a pint with a head on it. And um, yeah, the the, the action-wise, I absolutely loved it. I mean, mm. it it is. It's it's silly and it's formulaic and it's you know very linear and you know how it's going to end. But the journey from the beginning to the end was so enjoyable. There was just something about it, and there's something always about Cockneys. It's like the default hard man voice. I think that's for me as far as like UK accents go. Default's always a cockney for a hard bastard. Now, I don't know if that's because of growing up with, uh, you know, like the craze and all the gangster always seems yeah, to be Dan, yeah. Dan Saff. The the long Good Friday. And yeah, stuff, all yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. And it's always like, you know, it's it's never, it's always can't, you fucking can't. It's always like C- <laughs> There was a lot of use of there the, was a the, lot of the that, C but word. Yeah, but it's always C-A-N-T, the way it's can't. pronounced. Can't. Yeah. Uh, so the the dialogue and the dialect in it always is like, yeah, I fucking love this. But but back it up with some brutal fights and some like gore in places as well. You're thinking, fuck me. I thought the fights were really well choreographed. Uh, I, th- I thought it was a blast from beginning to end. Not you know not amazing. Um, I think I give it. I think I give it like a three point five on Letterboxd. It was you know which is out of five. Mm. Um, which, if you um, you take that to you know percentage, it's like seventy percent. That's a good pass. Seventy percent out of a hundred. That's really good. Um, yeah, I thought it, it, it did nothing special, but everything it did, it did well and in a very enjoyable way. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. I, I, again, wasn't expecting much, but I liked that you know the story did bounce around at least that kind of kept it interesting and the action was really good and it was really brutal um and i think the thing that i took away from the movie is i would not spill scott atkins point <laughs> it's no because he's a fucking tough bastard um but yeah i i it's just, I, I really would like him to get a massive big break you know doing a big hollywood movie uh, you know just something um cuz i think he you know he's he's got like i said he's got the talent he's good looking um you know he's a decent actor just yeah it's a shame he hasn't mm-hmm. done anything bigger so yeah. there you are yeah I hope he does yeah, I yeah I'd, I'd recommend this Definitely. I would too. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. For for a slice of sort of Friday night, you know, um, action, which you know, again, we was talking about action movies earlier on. It's it felt like a bit of an old school kind of action movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I've got. You know, I love. I've talked about it on the decade of decadence with Tom. PM Entertainment films. I, yeah, I, I love them. I mean, most of those, well, nearly all of them are from the nineties, and they're you know the lower budget end of action. And this had got a bit of a feel of a PM Entertainment film, which for me is like a positive. Yeah. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Two, there two, we go. Two good films in the double dip. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Both mm. very different. But... Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, very different indeed. But, um, yeah, enjoyable. Hmm? Right, we'll come back in a minute then uh, with, all, with all the housekeeping and all that kind of shizzle. May we remind you that for the convenience of those patrons who prefer not to smoke, seating areas on the right-hand side of this auditorium have been designated as no smoking areas. Your cooperation is appreciated. Right then, let's finish off the show. Us- usual stuff. I think everybody knows it by now, though, don't they, mate? You know, but just, mm. just in case, a little reminder. Uh, the website, 60minuteswith.co.uk. Lots of stuff on there. News, reviews, the podcasts are on there. Uh, other stuff that's on there now. It's so easy to leave us a review for the podcasts. Uh, it was a pain in the arse doing it on iTunes. Uh, now, all you've got to do, you can tweet us a review. You can email us a review. You can leave a, a review on Reddit. Uh, and we've got a listeners, uh, well, review page, which does help us, in all honesty, uh, to get more guests uh, and to help stuff happen because we can point people and go, well, here's the website, here's all the stuff on it, and this is what people think of the podcasts. Mm. So if you're listening to this and you haven't left a review yet because it was a pain in the ass on iTunes, which it was, it's really easy. Please just take a few minutes, get it to us however you want, and I'll put it up on that page. Uh, you don't have to use your real name if you don't want. You can use any sort of pseudonym. It doesn't matter, but it really does help us. Uh, also on there, links to the coffee page, which we mentioned earlier. If you enjoy what we do and you want to buy us a coffee, in inverted commas, easy to do. Click on that. There's the merch page on there, which I'm going to update soon with a load of new merchandise. Uh, all theme stuff with like ABC of Gaming logo on it and Decade of Decadence and our logo and it's all on everything you can imagine from fucking baby grows to cushions to (laughs) t-shirts to all sorts of shit Uh, there's a new pricing structure coming in March and I'm going to lower the price of stuff because we've got no control over the price from March we will do so I'm Ah. going to lower the price of stuff Brilliant. Uh, obviously that lowers the little bit that we get from it uh, but I'd rather people pay less and have the stuff even if it means we make zero money from it whatsoever if it makes it easier for people to get stuff with our stuff on it that's fine it's all good uh contact form on the website uh you can email us direct contact at 60 minutes with.co.uk we're on twitter and instagram at 60 minutes with uh we're on reddit search for 60 minutes with podcast like i say that's another way that you can uh, leave us feedback and a review and i think that's a about all for the housekeeping stuff unless i've forgotten something and yeah and don't forget this episode's uh giveaway get to us by midnight on february the 29th fantastic yeah. i have a, a big question the biggest question probably of the the evening mm-hmm. as Bodie licked his knob again he did you were talking <laughs> about actually maybe i had to put myself on mute because i started laughing you were talking about sex in a film Oh, I forget which bit it was. You were talking about some sort of... Oh, it was internal affairs and about the sex in it. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you started talking about the sexy bit, he really started having a good gobble of himself. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah, so he's he's actually stood up on the bed now looking at me. Thankfully, he's not the type of dog that'll, like, shag your leg. So I'm in no no danger of a randy dog, like, shagging my ankle. No, he likes to shag his little toy, doesn't he? He's got his, he's got his own sex toy downstairs. He'll probably <laughs> give that a right good going over when we get down. Oh, God. It, I had a, 
well, we'll say I. We had our old dog, um, Sam, is a is a kind of kind of a Jack Russell cross, I guess. But we take him out for a walk, and as soon as he came home, he'd fucking go to town on his blanket. I don't know what it was. I mean, going around sniffing the other dogs or whatever. But he would shag it, literally shag himself out, <laughs> to a point where he got nothing left in the tank. And it, <laughs> <laughs> and he was just so tired. <laughs> it's hilarious, you know. Just uh, that was his routine. He would go for a walk. We take him for a walk, and he'd run upstairs. He'd go to his bed, at bed, and start banging away like fucking oh, nobody's business. What a life, eh? Oh. <laughs> imagine that. You you come home from work, you just run upstairs and start banging away. It'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, you could you know you could lick your own cock if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> oh right we will disappear i will uh give a quick reminder to everybody if you did want to hear that spoiler about the golden glove uh it'll be straight after the theme music so be aware of that i don't i don't want to spoil a big thing for anybody mm. Mm. right shall we bugger off and enjoy uh the, the the hour and a half that's left of valentine's day evening <laughs> yes, uh, no doubt. Um, as we've just been saying, uh, maybe our significant others are tied up. Uh, hopefully Preoccupied. Not Preoccupied. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. Maybe they're uh, doing what Sam used to do and been rubbing themselves up against a blanket and sh literally shag, <laughs> shag themselves out. Yeah, they're both lying in a froth of their own making. In a, in, a, in a puddle. <laughs> 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 Right then, mate, until next time, uh, a pleasure as always. Yes, awesome. And we'll be back with, with more recommendations and, of course, another double dip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, goodbye. And I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.